FM episode 379. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't know what it is either. I'm just laughing at you because I love this exchange. It's 300 something. 357. No! <laughs> 370. Arthur was holding up fingers that apparently Anthony had trouble reading. <laughs> 370? No, 387. 87. <laughs> you fucking ignorant piece of garbage. <laughs> I was talking with a coworker of mine about this. The time is all relative today. Sometimes I ask him, hey, whatever happened to that thing we were working on? He's like, we fixed that two weeks ago. And time is a flat circle, them. but the episode number is linear, you fuck. <laughs> I, just, I, just walk away, I just walk away from people sometimes when I realize that what I'm saying to them is already, we've already talked about it. Right. It's like mid-sentence and I just walk away. <laughs> See you later. Just, no. <laughs> just think that, does that go on your employee review? <laughs> sometimes Anthony starts a sentence and just walks away. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at them and they'll start to talk death. and I'll say, just shut up, we're done. Like, yeah. I just can't. I'm sorry. Shut up? Yes, I'm just like, I'm sorry, just shut up. It's my fault. I'm an idiot. You're smarter There's a lot of mixed signals in this. You're smarter than I am. I'm sorry. Shut up. You really do like to keep people guessing, don't you? That's how you keep them on their toes. I just, people know that when I come up and talk to them, there's like a 50% chance that midway through I'm going to be like, right, we're done. I'm an idiot. I'm walking away. If Anthony's your designer and producer, he likes to keep you on an emotional tightrope. Yeah. One day Um, it's going to be, Anthony, we shipped the game. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Nowadays, nowadays that doesn't ever count, right? Right. We so, shipped a thing. <laughs> a thing. So yeah. who are you? Uh, yeah, I'm Anthony Gigos. Uh, join me as Arthur Geese. Hi. And Matt Chandrini. Hello. Um, James is out of town. James is out of town again. I, I haven't seen that bugger in like four weeks. I was almost out of town. But uh, me, the person who watches our pets fell through. And me and my wife have been rehabilitating a, a wild animal. Was this a social excursion i was gonna go a... to a cousin's wedding a cousin who i have not seen since i was probably 12 oh, wow. but it was more of a thing that my parents wanted me to go because my brother and sister and all of us were going to be there so oh that's too bad it is to 60 yeah it is too bad i didn't get to go at the same time we're like in the critical point with this wild animal where it's like are we going to try and keep it or release it so we've had a vet who's been helping us out even though she's technically it. not supposed to yes it comes down to the fact of whether the animal... So there is a point with wild animals and rehabilitating them where it, you could have socialized them too much for them to now... Like, you survive. hear about it all the time. Like, they can't survive. Exactly. So that's where I'm going hands-off for a while with this thing other than medicating it and trying to see if it'll be okay. I mean, it was it's just a rat, right? Yeah. So, you know, just let it in the wild. Who cares? It's going to die Just anyway. a rat. How much money have you spent on another rat to keep it alive? Matt doesn't understand. <laughs> Matt doesn't understand that when this animal didn't have its eyes open, I was waking up every three hours, night and day, to bottle feed it. No, I do understand. You explained it to me. And now so I yes. give it, it, it has pneumonia, so I'm like nursing it back to health. Aww. So, its name is Jordy. I was thinking of going to see a movie <laughs> after we got done recording, and literally every movie that came out this week is apparently fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to see a movie since Mission Impossible. I haven't seen a movie um, since uh, Infinity War. And Mission Impossible was the first one since Infinity War. Sorry to bother you is good. 
Um, blind spotting is good. Crazy Rich Asians is fine. Maybe yeah. I'll go see the Meg. The last couple of movies, Infinity War and Mission Impossible, were just things that were just because it was like I both were very spur of the moment. Yeah, I yeah. like just, going to the movies. I really like going to the movies. I just don't like spending money, so I don't go. Go on discount days. The only day, the only movies that I'm guaranteed to go see every year is whatever Star Wars movie is coming out. That's the only one that I make sure I go see opening day. There's not been a Star Wars movie since the re-release of the original movies that I have not waited in line the day of for. Wow. Yeah. Um, you don't go see every Marvel movie, do you? <sighs> there was a while when I worked on the Marvel game that I did. And then eventually, I think I've Does seen... Does it hurt too much? No, it's that I just think I, <laughs> I... I started watching more of them when they just came out, and I could watch them at home. Like, not all yeah. of them. Oh, right, because you didn't even go see Black Panther. Yeah, and I saw Black Panther at home. I haven't seen the second Ant-Man in The Wasp. Yeah, that should come out pretty soon. And I... But, like, you know, I did see eventually see Thor and stuff like that. So mm. it's just... It just depends. Some of them I make sure to go see. Some of them I don't really care. Spider-Man I hadn't seen until you lent me the Blu-ray. That's surprising because that movie is quite good. It is. It was very good. For some reason, I cannot convince my wife to watch that movie. And I don't know why. Because she she likes the Marvel movies. And I'm like, you should watch Spider-Man. It's It's hilarious. She's just in wife mood. It's really, really good. She's just in wife mood. It happens. (laughs) She just like won't do it. My wife. I don't want to. My wife's the same way sometimes. All right. And it's not even wife mood. That's not even fair. It's just Anthony's comments you, about wife mood represent only himself and do not res- represent the views or editorial <laughs> perspective. No, but it's just, it's just what Matt's describing. I, I should clarify that I also get in that mood. That's why I'm saying it's not really fair to call wife. You mood. also get wife mood. Yes, because because there's times that Arthur's like, you should really read this it's really good. And because someone is telling me I should do this thing and it's good, there's like a slight resistance that makes no sense. <laughs> and then I finally look at it and check it out. I'm like, it was really really good yeah because <laughs> so. i'm right and you're wrong well the thing is that i've tried like four times and she's yeah. just like no i don't want to watch it yeah like, it's right, funny well, yeah it's definitely that, one of the funnier marvel that's movies what i keep telling her too is like i was like you like thor and she's like yeah thor uh, the thor movies are great and like you like guardians of the galaxy yeah those are my favorite marvel movies i'm like you'll like homecoming but she for me it was just that it. uh the way we got to it was like well i was like well we have to watch it before we see infinity war like we just have uh, to do these things so that true. we're we're all together with where everything's at uh-huh so yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, the other thing we've been watching a lot of is Castle Rock. That's that Hulu show. Yeah, I've heard that's that good. is set. It's not written by Stephen it's King. It's in the Stephen King universe. It is in the Stevie, Stephen King multiverse. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's you know it like takes place in the town, the town of Shawsh- where Shawshank Redemption is set. Uh-huh. So that a lot of it takes place at Shawshank Prison, hmm. and and like. The girl, there's a girl in the show who's like a recurring character who at one point says, yeah, I remember when my uncle, he went and stayed up at a hotel for the winter with his wife and then tried to murder him with an axe before he froze to death. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. So it's like, it's stuff like that. Right, right. There's at least one sequel to The Shining. Really? Yeah. I Danny didn't becomes a psychologist. Wow. Huh. It's called Dr. Sleep, I think. <laughs> so yeah. don't, so the, uh, do they ever go to the Dark Tower universe? They in this I, so so I will say this about Castle Rock. Each season is its own story. It is like oh, an American horror story where each one will be yeah. set in this town. Do you know that story. have they even like announced the second season? They have. They've announced. They said it got renewed for a second or like season. True Detective or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the main characters is also played by the actor that plays Pennywise in the It movies. Now, yes, he is well, one of the main characters in it. Interesting. And, and huh. he's that guy is just a. He's a. He's a. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting looking individual. I'm trying who's to remember his name. Very good. It's very 
It is very Swedish. I know his or last Nordic name. Sounding. <laughs> so, uh, he's Swedish. He's very. Um, he's very he's part at, of a legendary acting family. He's very good at looking hmm. creepy. I'll give him that. All right. Well, Bill Sarsgaard. Yeah. Um, his dad is Stellan Star- Sarsgaard, who is in the Thor movies as the scientist. Oh uh, really? Oh that guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Wow. He's in lots and lots of stuff. Yeah. Uh, including yeah, the Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his brother is. Uh, Another Sars guy. Yeah. He's the one that plays Eric on True Blood. It's oh, a, really? Yeah, that's his brother. <laughs> it's a pretty excellent show. I would recommend it to. Right it has on. some low moments, but it's especially if you're like a person who's like read The Dark Tower and done all these things, you'll be like, it's very easy to develop your own theories and be like, oh my god, they're expensive. It's also like the <laughs> same, like it's set in the town where Needful Things is set. Oh, uh, cool. which is also the town where uh, the Dark Half was set, and Cujo, and Cujo is mm. nearby. I yeah. think the sheriff from uh, yes from is the, sheriff. the dark half and needful things is in there. Yeah. See, the funny thing is, is like I I know the rough outlines of basically all the most popular Stephen King things just because I live in culture, just like everybody does. But I've never read a Stephen King book. Oh. Well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, no, I guess I have read. I have read some <laughs> Stephen King short stories, but I was gonna say I've never read them either. I just listen to audiobooks. Oh, I so. thought. Oh, well, yeah. Talisman is the one I'm going through right now because my wife. I really like that book. My the, wife, yeah, read the Talisman and the was like, "You have to good. fucking listen to it." So, no. oh, nice. Uh, anyways, video game. The sequel is Black House. Yeah, way. and they're supposedly making a third one. Whoa! Assuming that nobody, just nobody, S- can die. Shut the fuck up. Nobody can die. Uh, <laughs> anyways, video games. Video games. Um, People played some. I actually played we, some we should, we should get this out of the way first. No, no, neither you nor Anthony have played Spider-Man yet. Nope. Um, because for whatever reason, yet. Sony is being extremely tight with codes. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't uh, get preview copies of stuff. I haven't profoundly tight with codes. Uh, but in the interest of full disclosure, uh, we wanted to sort of disclose that, um, one of the reasons that I've been quiet about Spider-Man when everyone else hasn't been like, is because I actually went to insomniac uh, about six months ago and played through the whole game. He got and massages the whole time. <laughs> no, I was locked in a meeting room for three days. Uh, <laughs> and they, gold then they drove a duck trump of money up to your door and no. dumped it We're literally inside. sitting surrounded by Spider-Man memorabilia now. Yep. It was like crazy. Not even an envelope's worth of money, but it was, it was fine. <laughs> um, so I consulted on that game. Yeah. Uh, I played the whole thing, although it was not finished at the time it was six months ago and video games do not actually get finished when you think they do no um i can't often nowadays they don't even get finished when the disc is pressed (laughs) seriously uh i can't people are saying like i should tell them secrets about the development stuff like that i can't do that (laughs) i signed a non-disclosure agreement (laughs) well even Uh, even so like you're in a conference the whole time yeah i would like to get more consulting jobs (laughs) so i can't do that but uh it was really cool when I played it, and by all indications, it is still really cool now. Um, yeah. The swinging was by far like the the most fun I've ever had getting around in an open world game, and awesome. so uh, it seems like they've kept that understandably. Cool. Yeah, I was um, watching uh, the Digital Foundry stuff, and I was very happy to see that for me, who is a pleb who has a normal PS4, same. It's pretty much the yeah. It's fine. That seems to be like the the sort of mo at this point for most PS4 Pro stuff is that it's just like the same as the PS4 version, except runs in higher resolution, and it has some extra a few extra bells and whistles, which I'm fine. Very rarely, like just because like the memory bandwidth on the Pro yeah. is is not, and I'm fine, and that either. makes me happy since I got the regular one. I yeah. want Spider Man is a game. 
that I'm like, very rarely superhero games am I actually interested in playing, but this one I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You could, yeah, on the other definitely. hand, get a Spider-Man PS4 Pro, which are red and badass. Yeah. They do look super cool, but I no way I'm spending money on that, but they look great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I have accepted money from Insomniac. So, right. like, any discussion or anything I say about Spider-Man should in, in totally your invalid. head oh. be colored by the fact that Insomniac <laughs> paid yep. me to, to talk to them about that game. I don't know. Yep, I yep. used to work, um, we, me and Matt also used to both work with the creative director on that game, Brian Intahar. Yeah. Like, so it's like, <laughs> right. you know, there's all kinds of... And Sony is, Sony is uh, well, at least the PlayStation blog is a semi-frequent area five clients so and you the know studio i work for is publishing our game on the playstation <laughs> we love playstation <laughs> yeah so uh, you'll be you'll be happy to know for a long time listener that i was able to put off my burning hatred of all things playstation obviously <laughs> to consult on a playstation exclusive title they were like the if we can get this guy to like it yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, I'm hoping to get a copy of that game in the next couple of days, whether I have to buy it or not. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go home and just order it off Amazon. I, I still buy my PlayStation games on disc usually because they're just so fucking huge of a download. And I don't have my PlayStation yeah. wired. So uh, it's kind of I should. I, I download everything still. I can't stand having disc. Yeah. And, I, my and I, too small. I have a launch PlayStation, so it's not like it has that big of a hard drive. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've got a pro, so the hard drive isn't so I much. I still need problem. to finish God of War so I can clean that. It off is my hard a drive. little annoying sometimes when I'm like, "Where is that disc?" Like, I'm just not very good <laughs> at keeping track of my discs now. The same way I used to be when I had my fucking thing right next to the TV. Ever since I got the uh, <laughs> the external for my Xbox One X, it's just like, oh, thank God! Now everything, I'll just everything is just downloaded. That now. is exactly how I treat my Xbox as well. It's everything's on an external. I should do that with my PlayStation since they do allow that shit now, but I just never. I have. got like a six terabyte external that's like sitting right there, mm-hmm. like next to the speaker. Oh, that's what um, that is. Yeah, I thought that was a Wii U. <laughs> it's not quite as long but it is roughly similar dimensions yeah, so, I, I just barely glanced at it yeah yeah i mean overall that spider-man's game has been getting quite good yeah, people seem to like yeah. it i know there's people that are like 87 metacritic that's not that good i'm like motherfuckers <laughs> seriously i would i i think there are many people in this world who would be super stoked to have that yeah, i mean 85 is like the sort of benchmark of like great at this point just because it's as someone who advises people on like ways in which they might try to get reviews a certain way like there are so many sites now that it's really hard to sort of like know what everyone is going to be like i think Mm -hmm. it's easy to know like a range of like a full point or like a 10 point sort of range but like anything more than that can be really difficult because sometimes stuff just doesn't click yeah um well your alma mater is getting rid of review scores now yeah, I saw that. I saw and that. Metacritic tweet. average people cried out in relief. Oh, <laughs> Thank God, Polygon doesn't count anymore. <laughs> Metacritic really liked Polygon. I'm sure Metacritic did. I'm not talking about Metacritic. I'm talking, talking about publishers yeah. who are like, all right. I they they never told me how their algorithm worked, but it was my understanding from major math nerds that have way more time and intelligence than I ever will that Polygon scores were weighted higher than most sites. Like I said. A bunch um, of publishers are like, <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure that they're relieved that one of the more strict uh, scorers is no longer scoring things. Yep. But they also haven't been scoring things for like the last six months and only just sort of rolled out this whole 
Oh, really? Like, they retroactively yeah. applied it to a bunch of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't, I like don't read gaming sites at all anymore. So I, like, I didn't even notice. I, I read some gaming sites. I, it's, it's a weird situation for me. Like I, yeah. I work there. I don't work there anymore. I don't want to second guess the decisions of people yeah, of course. that work there. Like it's their site now. It's not my site. Like yep. I don't have input well, on that's that. That's what I do all the time. Um, <laughs> fucks this on IGN. It is <laughs> not a decision that I would have made. I am generally of the opinion that getting rid of scores makes something less relevant to the overall conversation, not more, and that yeah. you can both be critical and have a number on something. Mm, to me, I just think it drives down views. Uh, yeah, there's also business. that. That's an important yeah. thing. Well, um, now we understand why they fired you. Did they fire me? Is that what happened? <laughs> what, it, the internet said that you got fired because you give a really bad score to... Yeah. No, to I, don't know. I don't know. I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think what are they hate on. The Witcher, I guess? God, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't give Sonic either. Mania a high enough score, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I got fired because I gave Diablo a 9 at IGN. I gave Diablo a 10. And everyone realized that... Or I don't even remember what I gave Diablo, honestly. <laughs> This yeah. reminds me of like when Diablo came out and, and I gave it a 10 and everyone's like, oh, how dare you? Like, what about your score update thing? And it's like, we gave that game a 10 three weeks after it came out because nobody got Diablo early. <laughs> so there so, you go. Uh, so anyways, fine. video games that continue to exist. Yeah. I played st- the Siege patch. It's really good. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say. Check why out wouldn't game. you say more? Why would you even well, bring it up if that's all you're going to say? Because me and Matt talked about Siege already, and it really is the same content from that episode. It's just now. Didn't it's on the a new te- patch on the just up, drop? Yeah, but it's the same stuff from the test servers that people have been checking out for the last month. And it's just is the anything new, different? Two new characters. You know, they added, and it's cool if you're into adding more diverse characters. I think that is something that that studio actively strives for. Yeah, which like is not great. only do they like every patch. I feel like for a long time now. They have actively made sure that they add a male and a female character yeah, every that time. Is really good to hear. I like that, which is very counter to fucking Dota. And not only that, but not only do they add a male dudes. and a female character, but they like when they added the Italian operators. Mm-hmm. One was Italian and Italian born. One was Italian but Syrian, mm-hmm. like you know. And so it's like they That's cool. they do some interesting sort of backstories, like a Clash, who's like an English, like a London police officer. She's like a black woman with a shaved head. She's just there. They are. There's very, a fine tradition of black women with shaved heads in the UK, to be fair. I, my point is, though, is that they are just not like. It's not all stereotypes. Right. It's and not so, just like a, a white ass Bobby. A lot of the, and to be fair, <laughs> they had that when they first launched. They, they, yeah. they have those characters, too, because there are people like that that actually serve in the military that are your white dudes. Sure. <laughs> and they have those guys. And then they've. I mean, I don't know what the military is like in other countries necessarily, but here it's actually like oh, minorities are heavity. minorities. Yeah. And I say the quotes are heavily represented. Yes. Um, I should say they're not immigrants there. Some of them are, but some of them are just second generation, third generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a, uh, they've, they're very active about doing that. And still, I think they're, you know, they're tapping some weird, I think it's weird that they included like a London cop, but that's cool. But it's just like, do you feel like you're starting to get back into that game after being uh, away for a yes, while? I love that game. I still play it like all the time. <laughs> and those new operators are good except, for, well, one is good. The shield operator. Excellent. The hmm. other guy, total bullshit. And they're going to nerf him. Like no doubt in my mind. <laughs> he will be nerfed. Are these, in, like, a these week. are paid? Like you have to pay for these. You do, yeah. Unless you, I mean, if you buy the season pass, you got six operators this year. Yeah, I feel like 
there's just too much incentive for new characters that you have to pay for to be overly powerful in a game like that. Yeah, although if you were to just buy like the characters the first two of the year and then play, by the time the new ones came out, well, I don't know if you can buy them for renown immediately, but you could get them pretty easily with just playing and earning if you played that game as your as your game. Um, but it is, I think it's worth supporting them just because the year pass, I mean, their year passes are what they sell. I don't know that many people that buy the characters individually. Yeah. If you buy it, you just buy the year pass because you get all of them at one go. Right. Yeah. So it's that game. And how I mean, much is a year pass? It's like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. Sounds so, about right. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I mean, with the maps and everything and the content updates they do and stuff. That that game is like not only is it like you know been that success story of like turning itself around and continuing to grow, but they just there's like a really interesting decisions that they keep making. Like, you know, they've partnered with one of the biggest streamers of that game mm-hmm. in particular, and they were like, they have this Twitch promotion where if you sub to him, they will give you a thing in the game, and that dude has made like a hundred grand off of that. In like <laughs> oh, a month, dude, for I sure. Bet. And he's not. He is a quote big Rainbow Six streamer, but he's not like a big streamer. Right. But that has like blown him up. It's just interesting to see the way that like there are these company promotional things now that are like just fucking and they did like their first Twitch Prime integration. It's just it's just interesting to see that I feel like that game is getting the treatment that a new game in two thousand eighteen would get. Like, you know, almost three years after its launch. Right, right. It's a weird game, but it's still just very because good. it has such a robust community. Yeah, like people are realizing that it's worth the it's worth the extra effort to continue to promo it, and they it's continue just like to try and combat bad behavior. Their bands are getting more interesting all the time, where they now tell you exactly why someone got banned. Hmm. Like, yeah, that's and I feel like there's like a resurgent conversation around that this week after like the artifact stuff started going around. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, what what artifact? I've so been heads down working for weeks artifacts, now. So I don't know what's going on. You know what Artifact is? Yes, I know Dota, what Artifact um, is. Dota's. I'm just saying. Yep. I don't want to assume. Uh, oh, right, yeah. Artifact they, um, like has uh, text chat that is unfiltered and unmoderated. Right. right. It's just like 1v1 text chat. And then when they were confronted on it, the reason that they said that it's unfiltered and unmoderated is because in their experience, when people are playing 1v1, people are less toxic. The people are more toxic when they have an audience. At least that was their story. Not only that, though. That's not, like, the the overarching reason sounds like, okay, I get it when you read it like that. But the kicker was in the statement. No, the the bullshit was the kicker in the statement was, what reason would anyone have to be toxic? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but that's basically like the concluding <laughs> sentence of that quote. Why would anyone be toxic? Uh, I mean, why would a human club another human over the head? Just I, fuck I mean, yeah, why are people shitty? Because yeah, people why are, are people shitty? That, you know, I, the one thing that I've learned on the internet is that people are always have a perfectly legitimate reason for being shitty to one another. And I feel like they could have spun things in a way that definitely like diffused some of the controversy, but answering it like that is just so <laughs> hopelessly disconnected from reality. Dude, I hope at the very least, they allow me to opt out of it. Like, so the thing that I said on Twitter after saying sometimes it seems like Valve doesn't play their games mm-hmm. or any games. Uh, <laughs> and I think that like this is it's existing in a world where Hearthstone is there and there's no chat in Hearthstone. There's like reactions. Not only, but, but they even got rid of certain reactions that were be using, being used toxically. Right. In yeah. Hearthstone. So, yep. I get that anything that isn't exactly a like Hearthstone will be looked at strangely. Um and stuff like League of Legends does not have any sort of communication between teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Dota does. Right. Dota has very active communication so does between Rainbow teams. Six. 
And sometimes that can be toxic and sometimes it's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Uh, and sometimes it's very constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if there's a pause or whatever, mm-hmm. or there's like a, a super long game where there's like a moratorium declared, like a truce is declared for five minutes where we're like, all right, everyone bathroom break time. <laughs> um, and I don't think that artifact games are going to go that long. And I think that it's obviously a, a, a different context than Dota, but Dota does have a community that depends in large part on the ability to interact with one another, including your opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it will depend heavily on whether like Dota artifact has mute all options, whether it's easy to mute someone in game the way it is in Dota. Yeah. Um, like there's, you can just like in the settings in Dota, just blanket mute everyone on the other team. Recently, rainbow six added a thing where you can hit tab and you can now click text and voice mute. So you don't even have to do that in Dota. Like it's just like a setting. Okay. Um, well you can do that blanket setting in, in too, but yeah. So I think that if that's in there, then that's fine. Um, yeah. And it also puts the onus on valve to add a very robust report system to the game, which Dota has like Dota has like a very aggressive report system. And occasionally they react on reports extremely quickly. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that it's not the end of the world that artifact has that sort of open communication because like, they've done it elsewhere before, but I understand like the people aren't in a place where they necessarily trust valve to supervise things, especially after they're like anything goes bullshit with, I mean, that's why with steam, even yeah. rainbow six, that's why they just started putting blanket bans on the use of a lot of words because yeah. they're like, we don't have time to sit here and moderate a fucking game forever of every report that comes in. You fucking use these words. You're gone for like a short amount of time. You do it multiple times. You're fucking gone forever. I use just, like slurs slurs. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I've, there are some people I've heard talk where they're like, well, what if it's like two black people talking and they want to say a thing that would be perceived as a slur by everyone else, but they're saying it to each other. Well, now you're just blanketing them out of a way of communicating them that they would normally do. That's fair. It's an unfortunate consequence. Let's see what happens when that happens. Right. I mean, that's the thing. The other day, Please, a, a, guy, devil's a guy in our game expressed to me how important it is for you to protect the ability of black people to say the N-word a guy to in each our, other. Exactly. A guy in our game the other day was like, yeah, well, that's because I'm, and he said a, a slur towards Vietnamese people. And all of us went quiet in the chat. And then Robot Henry that we play with says, you know what to do. And the next round, he spawns. He fucking murders him immediately. And he goes, I was made in Vietnam. And and the guy was like, why, why would you do that? How do you even know I'm not Vietnamese? That's what he said. That's like, that's the sign right there. When someone says that, mm-hmm. it's always like. Because you just said, how do you know I'm, you're, you're not that thing? Exactly. That is- like, just come on. Like, even if you are, that doesn't, I don't know. Like, you're not taking it back by talking to strangers. Uh, you in- know what? Like, I'm not like a person of a marginalized group or minority is allowed to call themselves whatever they want. I that is not my place to, to yeah judge. but it definitely seems like always the people that are always the yelling the loudest who want to say the word the most are always white dudes yeah it's, yeah. So, it's always white dudes who are like we should be able to say this word what about black people being able to say it i mean some games don't let you swear in game so yeah. you know i'm okay with that being an optional filter that i can opt out of you know um because yeah i mean the bottom line is that i don't know who the fuck i'm playing with but yeah uh yeah. And people are just generally kind of mad at Artifact anyway. Because, just because it exists? Because it has no ranked play to launch, no campaign. Mm. Like, 
it's just one-on-one very basic multiplayer and it is not free to play like it is pay to play and pay to buy booster packs i never thought i'd hear people mad about being a paid to play game <laughs> it's it's magic the gathering except without physical cards right and yeah, of course so so people are kind of mad because it sounds like they're paying for early access or paying to beta test no it's just it's like it's just going to be a really expensive game well yeah like, i mean it's definitely going to be a very expensive game just like all card games are fucking hearthstone's an expensive game you know they're all games but hearthstone you can like unlock and, and craft cards without spending money true like, yeah, it's, it's it's very much a Games Workshop Warhammer model. For that sure. is not mm. how Artifact is working. Oh, you can't so unlock far. anything without no. money. Oh. Also, uh, yeah. like Hearthstone has like competitive play, right? Built yep. in, like it has like ranked play and that kind of stuff. And it's right. kind of mind-boggling to me that that stuff isn't going to be an Artifact when it ships. Yeah, um, that's surprising, especially considering how tournament-ready Dota was at launch. Well, yeah, I mean Dota was like built for competitive play right and you'd think that they would look at like magic the gathering and hearthstone and like want to launch artifact in the same sort of the same sort of style be ready for tournament play have tournaments scheduled right off you know like have people fighting for top space of the ladder so that they can go and like do the equivalent of the international but for artifact i think valves has proven that they're okay with the slow roll yeah they definitely are like um but yeah, it's just, it's really strange to me that like Hearthstone shipped with competitive play right, it's right away. It's also weird Artifact that there isn't. are so many CGGs coming out. And another one I just heard about the other day whose name escapes me that's made by the exact same lead designer. <laughs> like he just finished Artifact and then went and made this other one. And it's like coming out very soon as well. <laughs> um, also, Artifact is not simul shipping on mobile and PC at the same time. Just PC? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I wonder if it'll be cross play when it is eventually i'm sure it will be you would hope so i don't know though um hearthstone is yeah i know so is dota is, yeah <laughs> yeah so is dota yeah uh what do you mean so is dota? well there's no mobile dota no yeah. but you can play on mac oh okay. right but you can play on you can play hearthstone on everything in fact pretty much every cg is ccg is based around the idea that you can play on anything all the time because they always want to just sell you cards i mean even torchlight you know the game that i work on like the one question that keeps coming up is Will my account carry over between all the platforms, and will I be able to, you know, play on everything, including Switch? I assume you can't quite answer that question yet. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I don't even know the answers to that. Like, even if I was like, there's no secret information for me to withhold, because I don't know. I don't even know what the plan is. <laughs> Look at my. Well, it's not cat. the part of the game you're working on. No, no, no. I, I always tell people it's, 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 it's a very big relief that things like that what our monetization plans or anything else are i don't have to worry about any of that shit because it's all above my beard um yep. i'm sorry my cat is just being the fucking weirdest little monster right now so there's Super this other game that came monster. out that everyone keeps talking about it's called two point hospital that game is really good yeah i, I, I saw if, that i downloaded it but i haven't played you it should yet. play it. it's like a if you're like a simulation sort of like i should say it's not like it's not like super duper simmy it is mm. not. It's The Sims. It is like Sim Hospital is basically basically what it is. Sim Hospital would be pretty fucking hardcore. So it's Sim Hospital. It's The Sims colon hospital. hospital. Yes, that's a better way of putting it. Yes, except except you're not worrying about individual people or anything. Like, I mean, you are worrying about individual doctors of your staff keeping them happy and stuff. But you don't have to worry about yeah. if they're pissing and stuff. You do have to provide <laughs> bathrooms. A lot of people have compared it to like 
a hospital game that used to exist many years ago that was much like the Dino Park Tycoons and stuff uh-huh, like that. Right. Your job is to organize a hospital efficiently so that you can fucking keep the lines moving and you make sure it's profitable. And you can get fucking brutal in it. Like, <laughs> you can literally go to the queue of people waiting to, like, meet with the GP and you can move someone up in line based on anything you want. Happiness, ability to pay. Like, you can, it's, it's, like, sad. <laughs> right. that you can be like, oh, this fucking person's so rich. Just like in real life. Oh, this person's going to have a really hard to treat disease and they might die, which will bring our reputation down. Send them home. I don't even, I don't even want to take a chance of treating them and failing. Just fucking go die in your house. My reputation will stay preserved. I've never had a death at this hospital because we just choose not to treat you. Go die. It's fucking terrible. It is, it is like brutal like that. Um, I try and save everyone. And if someone dies in my hospital, they just die. And then there's a ghost and the janitor sucks them up with a vacuum. So it's not a big deal. Just like in real life. Yeah. But it's like a... But it is really interesting because the fun of it comes from the fact that it's level based. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to get three stars on each level with this hospital. And there are certain conditions that have to be met oh, for each world. And there are different conditions that you'll have to treat. Maybe one's like more psychiatric. and But the, the limiting factor is you only have so much build space for your hospital. And rooms have certain requirements. Like they must be at least a three by three or a four by three. Right. And then after that, though, if it's like a ward where you treat fractures, you may have to build as big of one as you possibly can because you know you're going to have a ton of fractures coming in. Uh, and so... So each, each level is kind of a puzzle on how you're going to place those rooms so right, that you can actually to get make, to the And stage. to make it fit so yeah. that your hallways are efficiently run so that there's like enough seating space, enough place for drinks, entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. So, yeah, it, it, it's like that level of building management sim that actually makes it really interesting. And it's very cheeky. Like it, it yeah, is you like, can tell by the art style that it would be. Yeah, well, like when like someone comes in... With a with a imbalance of humors, which is like a, you know a classical uh-huh. horrible medical thing back in the day. Yeah, but it, they look like a clown, and then you dehumorify them in a in a weird tent looking thing, and it's like a machine that they get cranked into to t- t- make them not a clown. So it's like none of the things are like oh, it's like so sad that you're like treating someone with like a cardiac arrest. It's nothing like mm-hmm. that. It's it is always. so. So you're not you're not doing month long chemo treatments. No, <laughs> I mean about as about as real as I feel like it gets is when you're like putting someone up in a thing because they broke a limb and so they're like all wired up. Like when mm-hmm. you see someone that like sustained like a really horrible accident. Yeah, yeah. But like other than that, people have like like dechroma syndrome where it's like obviously depression, but they're just mm. gray. They have <laughs> right. no color. Right. So it, it takes those. It takes. It at least keeps it fun. So, and like I said, even when someone dies, they become like a spooky sheet ghost. Like none of it mm-hmm. feels like super serious. A where it's like sheet ghost. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's like it's none of it's, it's like, like a Pac Man ghost, <laughs> right? No one's gonna walk out of the hospital out of an emergency room sobbing because they just got the devastating news. You right, know what I mean? right, right. But it is like weirdly depressing statement on like modern medicine that like your a your goal is to become profitable. Yep. B like happiness of your employees often comes down to how much you pay them. Mm-hmm. So I realized I was like, I could get a big boost of happiness just by paying my lowest paid salaries. I sure I'll give you a 20% raise because you're making fucking nothing. <laughs> so you'll, yeah. Assistant can have, I fucking, hope they fucking unionize on you. So <laughs> <laughs> right. that, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you have these moments where you're like, Oh, you only make 14 grand a year and this doctor's making like 80 K. So I mean, you're fucking, and, and you're like the only assistant. So it's kind of crazy. And so I was like, yeah, I'll give you a, f- I'll be like, crank it all the way to 30% raise. And you're like, you only got like six grand more. <laughs> like, Fuck, this is depressing. So, yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. But, but it is, it is a really fun game. Like that game is a lot of people have been talking about it and it is a really well put together 
simulation management thing that is just like surprisingly engaging one of those games that I sit down to play and I'm like, oh, I'll play this for 45 <laughs> minutes. And then it's like, oh, it's been three and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. So I think if you're if you're like into those sort of Dino Park tycoons, you know, ro- roller coaster tycoon type things, yeah. like this can easily be one of those things that you can enjoy like that because you still have a lot of freedom in how you lay out the hospital and what you choose to put in. And I'm less into level based style, you know. You can play style one level forever if you want. I'm sure, yeah. Um, the good thing about playing multiple levels is that there are items that you don't unlock until you earn like the secondary currency, and the only way to earn that is by completing objectives. Mm-hmm. And eventually, on one level, you might complete all the objectives, and so now you're going to stop earning that currency. So you go to the next level, and you'll get huge big wins from it. Gotcha. So that you can buy things like an expensive coffee machine that'll make your employees happier and stuff like that. <laughs> and distract them from their poor wages and absence of a union. <laughs> exactly. And benefits. I mean, I've started, actually, I've been like, wow. I'm going to pick it outside of your fucking I make, I, I, I move the money up till they are, they go from flat face to <laughs> moderate smile, that. but not full smile. <laughs> I'll move you up to where I gave you enough of a raise. You walked out of the office being like, I don't feel terrible about that. <laughs> All right. But I'm not going to send you out. Be like, that's the, I'm not applying for other jobs, but I'm not, not applying for other jobs. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we have a really good year, I might give you a really good raise. Yeah. But yeah, you can also do things like rise, like raise the costs of basic treatment and stuff like that. It's really fucked up. Well, you got to make money somehow. <laughs> yeah. You have to make yeah, money. Yeah. You know, the profit center of medical care. Right, exactly. You know, this like game is so American, it makes me so <laughs> yeah. mad. I mean, yes. I, I mean, do you, do you hear the part where I told Matt where you can send people home based on their ability yes, to pay? Yes, no, I, I... Yes. The one thing I'll say is they don't have children, which is probably like a, a, a planned decision because in a lot of countries, especially the countries that like this, killing children is like a big no-no in games. Mm-hmm. So if you were like denying children treatment and they were dying, <laughs> that might be a little rough. Yeah, seriously. Other so two point hospital quite quite good yeah everyone should check that out how much is that it's like a thirty dollar game or something like that I don't know does that feel like too much no it's I had some friends game. that were complaining about it being too much but it seems to me like it's probably about right I don't know I'm the worst like person to ask I always yeah. my answer is always your game should be more expensive than what you yeah. pay for them I, I feel so. like most games should cost more than they cost I think games should not be ten dollars generally hmm. I think. A lot of games should not be $30. And even more games shouldn't be 40 Although I suppose more games should be 40 that are I mean, the way games work, though, it's like if Two Point Hospital is too expensive for you now in a month, I bet you it won't be. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. It's like <laughs> game prices drop so precipitously that it's it's really hard, you know? Yeah, I guess that is a thing on Steam that, like, you can't. Like, you can't get that original price back. Like, once the genie's out of the bottle, you're fucked. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I've been playing more Dead Cells, despite the fact that I just, I really have learned about myself. I just hate the founding principle of roguelikes being that you start over. I just fucking... But that game is so fast that, like, a run is, like, 15 minutes. And you have some stuff that carries over. But let me tell you, when you finally reach the boss after trying a bunch of times and then you die and you feel like I got fucked over by the RNG of the items I had, I'm like... What's your... (laughs) What's the build that you generally go? I mean, if I can, I go with the sword that does critical hits on the third hit, and I try and use the nutcracker that mm. stuns people as my other weapon, and then I try and have an ice grenade and the thing that throws out fucking blades into people, and that's like my... F- I like the trap. 
The trap's I like fine the too. Trap if I can and get, the little mobile turret. If I can get a trap that means that it does more if I can get a trap that does more damage if they're already frozen, that's my jam right there. My perfect thing is like uh the ice blast weapon, not an ice grenade, a trap and uh like a turret. Yeah, and I, that's enough to basically take care of anything. I also made the mistake of playing it a lot on PC on streamer mode. And on streamer mode, it's like way harder because people can do things like when you break open a door, it always drops a bomb. And it's way easy to get fucked by that. Or Yeah, that is a mistake. <laughs> or they can turn on things like if you don't kill someone within five seconds all the time, you start taking damage. You start bleeding out. That's fucked up. And so it's like, and then <laughs> when you, when you fight the boss, they can, somebody can take over the boss and make, and type in commands to make the boss do bad shit. <laughs> that are on top of what he already would normally do. So it's just harder. I played mm-hmm. some Vermintide streamer mode and I found that like, if, uh, if I asked my chat nicely, they were nice to me, but you have a lot more people in your chat than I do. <laughs> do you, do you feel like you're falling off dead cells? Like you're not going to finish it? No, I feel like I'm just going to play it on, I'll play it on a switch. I'm not going to play it on streamer mode ever again. <laughs> you can turn streamer mode off on the PC version. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm finding that I like it best on switch. Cause it's like a quick game that I can get in like 15 minutes here and there. I do mm. like it for that a lot. Um, Makes sense. I feel like I'm starting to fall off the messenger. Like I finally got to the point where it's like sort of like basically the way that game works is you work your way all the way through the levels and then you earn the ability like you, you travel to the future and then there's like a thing and like you can go back and forth by utilizing these like little time gates and portals and levels. And once you do that, it opens up the entire game again to where you can go to any of the levels and sort of like try to solve the mystery and like get all of these notes for a music box to break a curse that like will cause the same thing to happen over and over again. Hmm. And so basically you have to go back through and crawl through every level to find these things. Mm -hmm. And that's like where it's lost me. Like, is that after you've beat the game quote or is that like, it's not no, because like it tells you, that you that like it's never going to end unless you like find these notes to break the curse and then oh, once you break you the curse like notes. there's a boss <laughs> um and i just don't want to do it yep i don't, don't want to crawl back through all the levels like it doesn't like actually interest me because like it's kind of a pain in the ass to go from level to level like there's no way to just like dump out of a level back to the to a hub like yeah. you have to go to a shop to do it hmm. um yeah, so I still play a little bit of that. And also the messenger doesn't support Steam cloud saves. Yeah. Which is a real punch in the nuts. That's strange. I, I feel like that's I feel like that's almost a requirement these days. I'm very surprised when I play a game that doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens often enough that you're like, fuck. It's one <laughs> of those. Yeah, although nowadays I pretty much just play games on my one PC. I don't really move around that much. I've been traveling a, a bunch. Like I went to Michigan last week for a wedding Mm. and I'm like, it's fine. I've got the messenger on my surface. So I'll just pick up where I left off. It'll be cool on this plane, this fucking five hour plane ride. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) Start up the game in the, before I board and it's like, Hey, here's the whole intro sequence again. God. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. It's poop from butt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been playing much else. I, I did download with the intent of playing strange brigade. Yeah, I, I downloaded that as well. I want to play co-op. Brigade. Yeah, that's what I think we should do. Arthur played it by himself. Yeah. So my immediate impressions are: don't do that. <laughs> don't play it by yourself. Don't play it by yourself. <laughs> um. Also, 
it's unfortunate for that game that I feel like the most interesting things it does are not the things that you think you'll be doing the most. Really? Um, which is that I don't, I think the shooting is bad. Uh, like that the guns are not particularly satisfying that like the Kate, like I picked uh, the African warrior character and the cadence of her machine gun is just really brutally unsatisfying. Interesting. Um, like, like just doesn't fire fast enough. It's or? rate of fire is abysmal and it, the damage uh, it does just doesn't feel very good. Hmm. Um, and it, the sort of sense of impact with things that you hit doesn't feel very good. Gotcha. Um, and I understand that that's a hard thing to do. Like a lot of third person shooters have sucked at that for a long time, but once gears of war came along and like sort of established the ways that you make impact feel like impact, I feel like there's like a prototype out there for people to look at and sort of go from there. Yeah. And it just does. This feels like it's picking up where uh, rebellions other games have left off, interesting, um, and not in a good way. Like I think that the the sniper elite games actually had more interesting third person shooting than this game does. Um, and the melee attack is just like on the right bumper, and it's just like this one heaving heavy thing that leaves you super exposed to anything else that might attack you. Right. So you can only you can only use it and it's very specific times and in a very specific way. Otherwise yeah. you're just like yeah, otherwise it's like you're stumbling. And you can use it to do executions on downed enemies, but you're not invulnerable during that animation and oh, you can't break out of it. Oh, that's a mistake. That's always a mistake. Feels bad. You should always yeah. be invulnerable in forced animations. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. Ideally um, your your AI actually even stops attacking the person cuz they're just like they just right. need to wait and see basically. Yeah. Well, like even even, you know, even Doom does that, you know, when you were like use your executions cuz you wanted was it health or ammo that both. it gives you? Both. Yeah, and you're like, you could just like walk through and like stun a bunch of dudes and then like execute them all, and you know that you're not getting attacked while you're doing it. It's usually health and armor or something. Yeah, but. so I mean, like that's that that's the kind of thing that sort of seems like. Uh, are you paying attention to all the other games out there that do this yeah. better? Um, and I I think that the enemy variety is just like really not that interesting. Like a couple of levels in, and I mm-hmm. think that the level progression can be a little funky. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a game that might feel. It's funny. I know I decided everything games are expensive, cheap enough, but that's a game that is might. Is that feel, a sixty dollars game? It's. I think it's forty, but it's still like it feels a little expensive to try and get my friends on board to jump on with. Yeah, with, and that's I mean? like yeah, that's the part yeah. that's tough. So I'm playing it by myself right now. I don't think I'll do that anymore. Uh, a couple of chapters in, but I'm playing it by myself, and I think that like the response to me saying that I am not having fun playing it would be for most people to say, Oh, well then you should just like play with friends. Like why would anybody play this game alone? And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's $40. Like why, yeah. like how many people are going to spend $40 yeah. on that game right now? Right. Um, yeah. With the crazy amount of games that are coming out right now and coming like it, out shortly, it came out when nobody was paying attention and now mm-hmm. it exists at a time when like the other big games are about to start coming. Yep. And, and I just think that it's, it's a tough sell, like especially for a game that seems like it really wants you to play with four players. Yep. Um, and I don't think that there's any sort of mechanic in there for like people to spawn a client or something right. like, which honestly would be smart. Like if like one person could have the game and other people could sort of piggyback off of that. Yeah. Um, that would make a lot of sense to me. I think that that would actually make it a much better value proposition, but they're not going to do that because that's a quote, a lost sale. Um, well, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where, uh, that game is going to lose out to, you know, like 
one of my other friend groups, every time like we're talking about games that we're going to play for our like, you know, Thursday night game night or whatever, um, it's always a big debate about like, uh, well, not a big debate, but there's always a question about what games to play. And a lot of it comes down to price where, you know, there's uh, lots of people with lots of obligations and family and otherwise, and we're spending lots of money on different things. And it's like, well, I mean, adults uh, fucking expensive. Yeah. Yo. And, and it's like, do I really want to spend $40 to play this game that we're all probably going to play together two or three sessions and then never go back to? Right. And the answer to that is no, every yeah. time. Yeah. Especially when you're like, well, we didn't even finish X, Y, and Z. Like, right. Yeah. That, that is a really tough thing. I mean, not to mention like, I mean, Arthur, I, it, it seems like the you know it just doesn't seem like an appealing game to play by yourself. So, so I I think that the conceit is interesting. Like yeah. that it's like a sort of guild of adventurers. It's kind of like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen I've meets Charlie's like Angels. Interesting <laughs> puzzles if you're playing with a group. Yeah. Like. So I mean, the puzzles are that way if you're by yourself as well. Um, I don't like a lot of the sort of presentation aspects. Like it goes black and white during cutscenes, which is fine. Like that's I think that's like a, a played out conceit, but it can be effective. I think that it looks weird when the game does that shit. It, like you can't have an old timey movie vibe and run a game at 60 frames per second. Like you can't run your cutscenes at 60 frames per second. And <laughs> right. do that. It just looks fucked up. Yeah. Um, like, which is one of the reasons weird, why yeah. Cuphead looks good is because it's not, it is 60 frames per second, but it doesn't look 60 frames right. per second. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's like a problem. I think that a lot of the voice acting is really annoying. The announcer is so frequent. There's actually an option in the menus to make him less chatty. Wow. Um, which I think I would do if I were going to play more of that game. <laughs> is it um, too much on you? Yeah. The environmental so far, the environmental variety seems very limited. Um, mm. and I've seen a few chapters into the game and it still just doesn't seem very expansive, but that could change. Yeah. I've only seen like a few chapters in, yeah. um, the thing that that is interesting to me is that the world is interesting and that there's actually kind of a, a surprising amount of downtime wandering the levels, sort of like looking for secrets, like looking for like journal pickups and world pickups, which I, I realize how like annoyed people are by that in general as a concept. But I wish that there were more here, that there were more pieces of sort of metafiction to pick up and like actually like, like kind of stuff in invest in. Because it it seems it is a world that has like a fiction around it. Yeah. That is interesting. Like the fiction of that world is more interesting than any of the, the sort of shooting mm. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I want more of that. And, and I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting there to be as much downtime in the game as there is. And this is somewhere where playing co-op, I think actually might undermine it a little bit because if you're playing co-op, there's always going to be that one asshole that just wants to blow through everything as fast as he can mm-hmm. and sort of like runs past the cutscenes, Right. And, yep. You know, that's fine for a game without a story, but in a game like this, I wouldn't want to play with that person. Right. There's a story um, in this game. <laughs> yes. I thought it was literally just about blowing everything away. No, there's definitely a it's story. The, it's, it's the same thing why the first time that I played through Diablo 3, I only played through people that I know. Yeah. I wouldn't play with randos because I didn't want people... Because the people that I know, or the people that I wanted to play with, the people that are in my groups and we're all talking to each other, like we're all explore every nook and cranny. Whereas yeah. like whenever you run in with randos, they're like running to the end of the stage to beat the boss. You never see anything. And suddenly it's the end. Yeah. And it's like, nobody explores anything. Nobody stops anywhere. Nobody talks to anybody. So yeah, I totally get that sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's tough to, I mean, right now I feel like if you're going to play something with your Thursday night crew mm-hmm. or something like that, 
like I feel like the game everyone's jumping back on right now is the Destinies, right? So it's like, yeah, Forsaken I, is here. Before we get to that, because I'm sure that we're going to get to that. Uh, like <laughs> I know that there are people at Rebellion that listen to this podcast because they've introduced themselves to me mm-hmm. in the past, and like well, Arthur fucking hates you. I don't <laughs> hate you. I think that like. <laughs> I'm going to put on my consultant hat for a second. That should and be say, obvious that you don't hate <laughs> If I were going to give Rebellion any advice to this game, it would be to build in a way for one player to host a session for people who do not own the game to play with them. Like, because without more people, like people are content for this yeah. game. Like, and the fewer people own it on any platform it's on, like, the more difficult it's going to be for it to be like a going concern. Well, and it's tough to say, you know, like how much of a second life it might get when it actually does go on sale. But I wonder how much that, I wonder how much that hurts a game when like, you know, people don't buy it right away largely because of the time of year that it came out in. And then people are only buying it when it's on sale. I mean, does yeah. that matter? I don't really know. I don't know how the sales figures fall out in that kind of situation. Like, I've it, seen some people online compare it to left for dead, but it's no, I'm so, like, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but it is nowhere near like the sort of like streamlined brilliance of Left for Dead. Hmm. Like even Vermintide is like a million times closer to that sort of Left for Dead lightning in a bottle. Like it than could this be that is. there are different different monetization paths it could take. I mean, I haven't played it, but maybe if they put out additional characters and it was like. I mean, they could almost like Rainbow Six. There's in a way like there's a cheap pass that gets you in, but I just like, think, like, don't think there's like a lot of good motivation for someone to buy new characters to play through the game. Yeah, um, there is like a collector's edition character though. Hmm. Well, like, I'd like to give it a shot. Maybe we'll maybe we can play it some on stream this weekend or something. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I did download it. Yep, me so too. I have it. Same. I haven't yet purchased the Destiny though. On the other hand. <laughs> It is the Battlefield Five beta weekend. Oh, I actually do have that. I got a code from I, somebody. I, I mean, the, the beta is open now. After not, oh, I got a closed beta code, but I guess I or I got an open beta code. No, whatever. It was there I was a, played last or, weekend, there was two days of early access this week. That must have been what it was. Yeah, um, I missed that. I was too. The busy. early access started on the fourth for people who have Origin uh, access and okay. EA access or pre-ordered it. So uh, I got a beta code at some point. Yeah, the beta itself opened to everyone today on every oh, platform. Okay. Um, well, I didn't take advantage of my my uh, my early access code or whatever. Um, before any other discussion of that game, this version, which is not final, has removed spotting from the game. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, it's super fucking weird. Um, Dude, that's like such a clutch thing that has to do with. It's like such an integral aspect of like this being a team game and like well, people and, and assisting other people. Um, you know, this isn't like six on six. Battlefield no. is huge. So, I mean, there's a reason why spotting is in that game because otherwise you have no idea where you're getting shot from ever. And I'm going to be honest, more than ever, I feel like soldiers in this game blend with their surroundings. Mm. Um, the only character that has a spotting mechanic is Recon. Wow. Oh, so maybe that's their Who intent. has binoculars. They wanted to just be so I feel like spotting was in the game last time I played it at E3. Hmm. Like, it was just normal spotting. Right, um, where you could spot, like, one person at a time or whatever, and then there was a slight cooldown on it, so right. you couldn't just jam it, but... And I, the yeah, like, with the binoculars could spot just by like looking around the map. Exactly. And, and, and I feel like slowing it down the way it was in Battlefield 1 was a good uh, yeah. compromise. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Um, 
but it feels bad that it's not in this game. Instead, hitting mm-hmm. the right bumper or whatever the spot button was mm-hmm. places a marker down. Yeah. Like, which, why? Why <laughs> would it? Why would you do that? Because, like, the other Battlefield <laughs> games, if you looked at an objective and hit the spot button, then it would just tell people to go to that thing. Right. Like, it already did that. Right. And so I don't understand why that's there. That's it's it's bad. It's a bad change. Mm. Yeah, so far I'm just waiting to see the thing that is like, why is this game? Like, I'm interested in it for some different war stories, but I kind of have my shooter needs taken care of by Siege. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, what are you <laughs> this doing? This is a very, I mean, it's Battlefield. It's completely different than Siege. Yeah, like, I get that, but I'm saying that I don't have room for a bunch of shooters in my life. And I played a bunch of Battlefield 1. And so I look at, I've, when I've watched it, I've been like, looks I like think, more Battlefield. Ironically, Battlefield 1's weapon balance is closer to what you want out of a Battlefield game. Um, that weapons feel a little slower, a little more methodical. Um, even the automatic weapons have fi- like single shot fire modes, like that seem worth using. Hmm. Um, and the amount of ammo that anybody carries is very low. Mm-hmm. Like you've got two or three clips total. Um, In Battlefield Five, yeah. Oh, because you said Battlefield One. Yeah, I because Battlefield One was ostensibly a World World War One game, right. but it was full of automatic weapons. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that like there are more Garands and like single shot and like slower action guns in this game. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, that feel sort of closer to what you want out of a game like this. Yeah, I mean, what, I'm and sure. I say you looking I'll at Anthony. Probably yeah. end up picking it up. But I think you should play the beta. I get why there's been kind of like a less than enthusiastic response about it so far. Cause it, you just kind of look at it and it looks like more of the same because battlefield one was not that different, like in visual, like layout and stuff. Cause it was still Europe. I, it was still a lot of crush. this game looks dramatically different from battlefield one. How so? Like visually it's just like sort of overwhelmed with color on a regular basis as well as like having much more destruction and also like much I guess more the level I saw didn't look very colorful. Like, there's a snow level. The destruction uh, really interests me. To me, I mean, snow's white. Because that was always the the great thing about Bad Company that we've harped on for so many years is how good the destruction was and how that right. changed. Right, so the destruction your, the is, is much closer so much. to Bad Company 2 than it's been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, vehicles just like fucking plow through buildings, planes destroy buildings. Right. Um, and much more like bad company too than I think most other battlefield games have been over the last few years is Mm -hmm. that like houses often have like two or three or four levels. Like there's lots of levels to work your way through. There's lots of sort of variations in height to, to sort of like engage in combat as well as what I feel like is more of an emphasis on overhanging cover. Yeah. To break uh, high level lines of sight from snipers, although snipers like just way down the street are still a problem. But how much can destruction can a foot soldier do on a building? Because that was part of what made Bad, Bad Company interesting was that you could wall bang someone and then immediately start shooting them because you got the drop on them by blowing out a wall as a foot soldier. You didn't have to have a vehicle um, to do it. I think if you've got like a grenade launcher or specifically like a, a, a some launched type of RPG, grenade, yeah. uh, you can take out a wall and like actually do some damage. Like, and explosive weapons are sort of distinguished as much as ever by like it's anti-infantry or anti-armor capability. Hmm. Um, like the Panzer Shrike, I don't really think does a lot of damage to infantry. Hmm. Yeah, um, that would be a little powerful. If 
did. Uh, one thing, one problem I do have with the beta, at least, is that like there's no good anti-vehicle option unlocked right away. I thought that would be the Panzer Shrek. That, 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 yeah, that right, that's the in the, the game, Shrek. but you have to be level four with an assault class before uh, you can use it. Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't and seem if, like a good call. If you have a good game as assault, you can hit that in like one or two games. Yeah, oh, okay, but okay. it's still it's frustrating that like well, hopefully you can't this is what just the beta is for. you can't select another. You can't like say, oh, well, this is a situation where I need to pick the class that can take out a tank. Yeah, because you may not have leveled that class up at all. Um, yeah, I'll be curious to see if they do anything with their battle royale mode prior to launch. You know, letting people yeah, check that out. I don't even know if it's going to be in a launch. Oh well, like there's been discussion that it'll be like a, uh, an addition. That'll later be on. a fucking horrible mistake if it's not a launch. I don't. I think, think that is so. one of the only interesting bullet points to help that game sell against Call it's of Duty. Like the only shooter with a campaign this fall. Yeah. Like there's no, it has no competition in a that campaign, regard. But the war stories were pretty short last time, so the war stories was like six hours worth of shit, and they were pretty good. I liked. The oh, war I stories. loved the war stories. I just don't know that it's enough to. I don't know. Maybe that'll be the deciding factor for people. But um, I mean, it's there, fun. there is a sizable audience of people out there that still want to play first-person shooter stories single-player. Battlefield it's 1 it, sold, they like, still exist. fucking crazy, it too. Did. It was, like, 20 million units or something like that. Oh, that many? I didn't realize it sold that many. Um, yeah, it sold I really well. I heard it well. sold really well, but, yeah. Um, so I, we'll see what this one does. But playing it today, like, the spotting change aside, which did not stop bothering me. Like I did not stop hammering the right bumper <laughs> thinking that this is how I spot people. Right. Um, and being really annoyed when it didn't work. Yeah. I think that pisses me off. Even when you do spot people with the binoculars, like the, the n- denomination above their head is really underdeveloped. Like it's like very light. And if that's the compromise that you, everybody can spot, but like spotting indicators are smaller than ever. Like, okay, that's the trade off. But I think that like they really need to rethink the changes that they made to spotting in the game. But otherwise it is a battlefield game. It is fun to work as a squad. It's fun to move together as a unit for the last person alive to hide and try to stay alive for everyone else to spawn in. Like that's a really key consideration. Like the grand operations maps involve a lot of parachuting people in, which is fucking bananas. (laughs) Cool. Um, like a, a, defense point can seem safe and fine and then all of a sudden there's like seven dudes parachuting onto it and things are not fine (laughs) um and also like the bomb arming is no longer like they get to the building and they like arm a box and that's it like they have like there are bomb carriers that have to like make their way up Hmm. oh Um, yeah cool so it sounds like they made some good innovations on some classic game styles that makes me happy and more vehicles like and plain stuff that has been improved and changed yeah, good. Bombers are a thing and are fucking pains in the ass. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Hmm. Multi-crew bombers, I assume? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I didn't fly in any of them because it was uh, our friend Crispy flying and I don't trust him. <laughs> um, you definitely got to have your designated pilot. <laughs> I mean, it's not that he's bad at video games. He's very good at video games. I just don't trust his judgment. <laughs> Nobody's good at flying a battlefield when it first comes um, out. Yeah, learn somehow though i hopefully will play more of that this weekend although i have a lot of stuff to do so i'm not sure how much time i'll get but yeah. um that's out on everything at this point i'm a little surprised at how underwhelmed i am with that game on xbox one x hmm. like it seems like it's clearly running at 4k but mm-hmm. a lot of it just does not look great which is surprising um that's interesting i mean does it not i mean i feel like it would does 
I mean, we thought Battlefield One looked great, right? Yeah, yeah. Battlefield One really also good. got yeah. Battlefield One got patched. Um, I don't know. The levels are different in Battlefield Five. Like they're more they're more dense. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of sort of like dead ground in Battlefield One that's not present in Battlefield Five. Like there's a lot of disrupt- destructible terrain, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of fire and stuff like that. So, I so don't there's know. just a lot more for the system to do. Possibly. Possibly. Um, it kicks the shit out of my computer, even with the new video card. <laughs> um, well, running in 4K? No, like, so it has, it, it's got pretty robust uh, options. And so generally I turn down the, the rendering resolution to like 50% mm-hmm. so that it's like running at like maybe 1440p mm-hmm. and using a scaling algorithm to get up to 4K. Um, but even with that, like, I can't stream that game and play it. Like, the frame oh, rate's way too yeah. unreliable. You need a 2080. <laughs> They're super cheap, I hear. It, it is a game that's uh, designed to run with a 2080. Right. Yes, there are literally <laughs> dozens of us. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, I've seen the, the map. The map that they were running the ray tracing demos on is one of the maps in the beta, and it does look incredible with the ray tracing mm. stuff in, enabled. Like I bet. It's definitely like a, not quite a generational leap, but close in the kinds of stuff that they can do. But. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Screen space reflections are fucking losers. <laughs> um, Do you know what a screen space reflection no, is? No, I don't. That's why I was like, whatever that means. Um, I, I play video games to have magic tricks pulled over. <laughs> you know what culling is? Yeah, I know though. what culling is. So, like, screen space reflections are, like, everything in the scene can cast a reflection, but uh, anything that gets cold can't. Yeah. So like if some if like something is blocked like it's not in the reflection anymore, yeah. and that it causes sense. really weird funky pop in and like unrealistic lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's one of the things that ray tracing fixes. Got to cool the shit out of things unless you have infinite memory. It's that when that that Horizon Zero Dawn gif was floating around when that game came out, and was like, oh my god, it looks so good. Look at how they do the magic they use to make Horizon look good. That was actually like, yeah, every video game does this. <laughs> yeah, that's I cooling. mean, you've probably spun fast enough in a video game for a second to see things pop in or to see things because because when you weren't looking at them, they were fucking wiping it out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like. Yep. Anyway, it's just smart, smart engine design. That's like why when you play like procedurally generated games and stuff too, if you ever play them and you could have a speed hack, you could run faster than the level generation would occur <laughs> in some cases. So all that shit is literally engineers sit there, especially when you're making games for a console that has like a set amount of memory. You will mm-hmm. see people be like, this fucking takes up two megs. How are we going to get it to one? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> uh, You've been playing some Destiny 2, Matt? I have been. I'm I, interested at least because they raised the level cap. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's interesting. I'm not necessarily the light level perfectionist, but like... Did you play the other DLC? I did play some of it. So you should finish that. But the reason I didn't finish it is because I wasn't getting levels. And I like to get levels, not just light gear. Not and just, that's, not that's just, the compelling part of the new uh, one. Yeah, is that for, for me, it's the same thing because like you level up so fast yeah. that the leveling is just like, here's how you progress through the story. It like Basically, for me, leveling is story progression and then the light levels is where real leveling up happens. Well, but to me, the story is the only part of Destiny that's actually been interesting to me. Yeah. So. That's fair. I, I get, and you know, like we've talked about before, um, I'm totally susceptible to the MMO like mechanics that destiny employs. And 
the so you know the thing that I was worried about ahead of time was they they changed the weapon system again. Uh, ba- basically back to the old style that it was so that you have a kinetic weapon, an energy weapon, and a power weapon. And uh, and so they redid all of the old weapons so that they fit in one of those slots. So your shotguns are no longer just a power weapon. If it's a kinetic shotgun, it'll be in your kinetic slot. If it's an energy shotgun, uh, it'll be in your energy slot, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and you have like some weapons that can be in either or. Like There's some sniper rifles that'll be in power weapons. Mm, there are some special. sniper rifles that'll be in energy weapons. So, you know, it's more variance in the loot drop, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, that would be and like, you know, I, I was fine with the old weapon system and it turns out I'm fine with this one, too. <laughs> it's yeah. like because I'm not a super hardcore PvP player, like I'm not really into like, oh, well, uh, the weapons are balanced in a particular precise way in order to allow this or that to happen. Because the big thing that I see people complaining about now, and like a lot of people in uh, your discord, um, the as well is that uh basically people are just running pvp with straight shotguns mm. and it's all shotguns all the time because you can have multiple shotguns now right exactly you can have a shotgun in every slot <laughs> so the um, reason that i asked if you'd played through the dlc is that like if you start this game and you mm. have not played it it skips you past it yeah and you can't play any of that content you can't play any of it no so there's no way to replay story missions in destiny 2 apparently and so so if you haven't and so if you buy this expansion and you haven't played the last one you just can't play it yeah you can't play the story missions because Even it, if skips you bought you, it? it skips you past them hmm. well that's bullshit especially if you bought it this is my understanding from multiple people on twitter having this discussion yeah like that that is what happens because there's no method in the game for you to replay story missions and because these are story missions mm-hmm. it marks those as completed like it flags them as completed and you can no longer play them the only way i could see then you could play them is if you played with someone who hadn't and then you played it with them like when you guys played their story with me yeah that, that just along. that just seems super super strange to me like i um before i kind of fell off playing this last time i just want i was like uh eh, whatever i'm kind of bored i'm just gonna level up a hunter and so like i played through the story stuff again with my hunter through all you know the main story and the two dlc stories sequences and uh so like so but what you're saying is if i hadn't leveled up my hunter and i just started my hunter from scratch that i wouldn't be able to play like Warmind or uh whatever the other one was called i'll have to look into that because that seems like such a crazy thing that especially if i fucking bought it you know (laughs) if i bought it and wasn't able to play it i'd be super pissed it seems like a the reception generally from people has been pretty positive about it though like it feels good it does. It feels good to go back. It feels good. The story content seems actually interesting. The multiplayer content that they've added that's like PvE. The new Gambit PvP. mode. I haven't played that yet because I, I typically want to just play through the story before I do any PvP. Same. Yeah. Um, so I'm still playing through the story. Uh, the uh, The story stuff is really interesting, though. And uh, But every I, I've heard the same. Like, everybody seems to really like Gambit. It's really weird to me, too, that... Because uh, it's a combo, it's a combo, like, horde PvP mode. Yeah. Where it's like you sit, like there are times where a rift opens up and one of your team, uh, you send one of your team, can jump through the rift and then they become an enemy to that other team. So you're like buffed and you have more power and your fight and it's, it's one on five basically. And of course they can do the same thing to you, you at the same time. Yeah. And so it's not like straight 5v5 PvP, 
but it's 5v1, choose only that one has buffs. Yeah, yeah, choose your champion and send your champion through. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And That's so, a unique idea. Yeah, it's uh, and you know I, I've watched a couple of live streams on it and everything like that, and it, the, it looks super cool the way that they've put that together. And like, all right, finally I have a PvP mode that I can play where I don't have to play PvP. That's basically what I want. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like Titanfall. It's like way. it's a little bit like Titanfall, except that you're never having you're never fighting full teams. You're only fighting one v five, or five v one, depending on your perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't played any of that yet, so I can't really comment on it. I just know that people seem to be really digging it. the The biggest changes, um, one of the really big changes anyway, is to the economy. Uh, they've they got rid of mods and uh so now you don't have any of those weapon mods anymore basically you just turn them all into into gun parts the fuck okay yeah Yeah. um mods was like a huge thing that people grinded for and collected right and so now like uh all there 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 still is there used to be and there still is all these random items that you can pick up in different stages like there's uh, you know, Radiolarian stuff, and they all have right. dumb names. Or faction, f- faction grind. Basically. Well, not not even faction grinds. I'm just talking about like stuff that you find in the world. Like every planet has its own resource that it's you crafting can, bits. That are little crafting bits that didn't do anything in the last game except. Uh, you were right. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Except like you could turn them in for faction rep. Yeah. Now you actually have to use those things to upgrade your weapons. Hmm. So like, do they still give faction rep? No. Okay. Uh, faction rep is uh, basically every NPC that used to give you uh, ingrins for the the faction rep Uh, they now they now give you um, uh, uh, what do do they call them like little quests like little daily quests whatever those are called and uh, they're basically just challenges that you need to complete it'll be like complete three patrols kill 75 fallen whatever and uh, that seems to be the way that, like, you... That seems to be the grind now, is that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because the the new... On the new planet, you're out in the reef, which is basically an right. asteroid belt, a junk asteroid belt. Uh, the, the new environment looks really cool. When you first landed on it in the story mission, it looks really boring. Uh, but when it unlocks the free roam area and you're, and you're just tooling around... On your sparrow, it actually, I'm pretty impressed with the art. I was disappointed when I first got there, but now I really dig it. Uh, but anyway, like the the main quest giver there, uh, you can actually exchange, um, you can actually exchange glimmer for those resources that you normally have to hunt for on a planet. You can spend like 5,000 glimmer to get like a package of five of them. So it makes the actual grinding for those resources to upgrade your weapons a lot less odious than it would have been in the old style where you would run around and occasionally pick up one. Right, and it know? provides a glimmer sink and, yeah. And okay. it provides a glimmer sink, yeah. yeah. So so they, they definitely tried to make the the economy more involved in the central gameplay loop and instead of being sort of this ancillary thing that's just sort of you use at the gunsmith and that's about it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know until yesterday that... Uh, that they replaced Nathan Fillion's uh, voice with yeah. Nolan North's. Yep, and and wait, what? No, Nolan North does a passable Nathan Fillion. Yeah, but it's hell? it's still not Nathan Fillion. Yeah, you can tell. When do they do that? Played. No, I know yeah. who it is. It's yeah. Cade. <laughs> no, yeah. they fucking kill him. In yeah, this. They, replaced, right. they replaced Cade's voice actor with with Nolan North. Nolan yeah. North. 
So it's so it's a little weird. I don't know why they did, but it's like the the cutscenes, you know, because there's only a couple cutscenes. Well, in the story, there's a couple cutscenes with Cade before they kill him, uh, and it's definitely not Nathan Fillion, but it's a pretty good Nathan Fillion impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the other hand, Nathan Fillion does a pretty decent Nolan North impression, apparently. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it, I just thought that was a, that was a little... Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, oh, what a, what I just not, don't understand. Yeah, like, I, clearly, I, it's not like... I don't get it either. Nathan Fillion doesn't have some time on his hands because he just did a fucking Uncharted <laughs> fan film. So... Yeah, maybe it was just it's a schedule It's very thing. weird, yeah. Why? No, I don't know either. It's very strange. Maybe he's know. too busy recording I, Halo right now. <laughs> yep, there you go. He could... They, mm? I mean, he's def- he has to be in the next Halo game. I'm, like, sh- I'm sure he will be. Based off of all of the book stuff. I don't... Yeah. Watching the Halo 5 making of stuff, like, he was always the one that wasn't around during their mocap sessions, and they had to do, like... Someone had to do, like, pickup stuff for him in case they could get him later. I mean, I'll say this. The end of that last Halo book I read, spoilers, <laughs> is that he is no longer going to be a part of Osiris with uh, What's-His-Face, and that he's going to lead the ODST team again and that that's going to be a thing in that world well they, yeah i'm sure that they need someone so that there will be the team led by what's his face that you played Locke. as Locke, and then there will be buck's team now and that will be a thing in this like, are odsts upgraded they are all spartans now all the guys that were in odst <laughs> are all spartans except for the character you played he's fucking dead right <laughs> right because like the spartan program has like evolved to the point where it they don't have to like torture a fucking child from age six upward to make one yeah they all got made into spartans every last one of them um so okay that's neat there's a new halo book coming out like this week or next week and i will read it i like reading words a master chief book set during the covenant war oh that's cool more anyways Um, uh, so the destiny the question that i have like about destiny and this isn't i don't it's not a question that you can necessarily answer but it Mm. is something that i will be watching is that like you talked about how everyone's like excited for destiny again. And like, mm-hmm. this is the one that's going to turn around. But I feel like literally every time there's been DLC for destiny two has like been the moment where like, finally destiny two is where we were, where it was supposed <laughs> to be. It's fixed. They did it. And then like a week and a half later, people are like, ah, eh, yeah, I don't 2. know. I, yeah. I honestly have no idea. Like people all, like, all I know is going to be what the taken King was to the first one. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know. I, I'm having fun with it, but I expected to have fun with it. Like the, n- nothing about, nothing about, uh, Nothing about Forsaken has super surprised me and blown me away because it was everything that I was already expecting. Does like, it feel like long-term hooks or does it just feel fun? Uh, right now it just feels fun. I won't know if it has long-term hooks until but I feel like, like there are more. games where you can play where you're like, oh, fuck. Now nah, this is what I'm going to play for a while. Well, I'm still just playing through the story. I thought and like it's, hard, it's really hard to tell with Destiny what the end game is going to be like until you get there. Um, if you know, and I'll just see if it, if it feels too grindy and if it feels too grindy, then I won't do it. But it's just like, it's just a critical mass that I think the destiny two never quite reached. Yeah. And I don't know if this game. one will either. Cause at least anecdotally amongst my friend group, I'm seeing people are like, eh, is it worth $40? That's <laughs> you know, the other $49.99. Fuck. Yeah. Is it worth $49.99? And it's not like it comes with the other DLC. No, you got to pay, what is it, 70 if you want the season pass? I mean, even if you bought like the really expensive version of Destiny 2 when it came out, it's not like you got this. No, like, and I did. I bought the I bought Destiny with the season pass, and I bought this with the season pass, which was 70 bucks. Right. It's like, you didn't And get I pre ordered it like two months ago just because I knew I was going to play it all. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to fucking buy it. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, one thing I will say that's, that's brand new that I super love and is totally going to get nerfed is the bow and arrow. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so much fun. Especially, it's like my go-to PVE weapon right now. It's great. It's uh, like the mechanics on it are super cool because it's one of the few weapons that you can actually jump. And while you're floating, like, like uh, you know, how some classes you jump and then you hit jump again and you sort of auto float, like auto jetpack or whatever. Yeah. It's one of the few guns that like, uh, and maybe even the only one uh, that, um, first of all, you can hit fire accurately. Uh, so you charge up and like the more you charge, the faster your arrow flies. And basically, if it charges up all the way, it's basically a sniper shot, like infinite range sniper shot. Um, but and if, hit fired. Uh, which you can hip fire and you can also you can also like charge it up and hip fire in the air you know while you're gliding so you don't actually have to aim which feels awesome right it does feel super awesome and what i've heard in is that in pvp people feel like it uh it it's like a headshot heat seeking missile like it auto aims or something like that it feels like people get so many good headshots so i'm sure it'll get nerfed but at least in pve it feels fucking awesome (laughs) So I really like that about the game. Yeah, I could see myself going and checking it out for the story stuff. I feel like if I don't the do it super, soon, I, got it. I will not do it at all, though. Cause I mean, that's possible. There's just so many things coming. Yeah. Like, very, very soon. Are you yeah. going to play the new Tomb Raider? I yeah, really want because to. because I played the first two, and I <laughs> yeah, enjoyed both of them. Me too. So I'm like, I feel like compelled to see if I like the third one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I don't think a, there's no game that I'm like dying to play until the next Hitman. Honestly, that's the next game mm-hmm. that I'm like really interested in. I also jumped in uh, this last weekend. Basically, all day Saturday, I played uh, We Happy Few. Yeah. Um, PC, right? Yeah, PC. PC version. How uh, does that make you feel? The game's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'd heard some pretty mixed. Oh, that game is really that. good. The the annoying thing about it, well, for one, I thought it was shorter than it is. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll just play this on Saturday and I'll just no, it seems play it through. pretty fucking involved. It's pretty fucking long. Um, but one of the reasons why it's long is because, and this is going to sound weird, its world is almost too big. Um, like there's the, the, there's lots to do, and it's and dynamically the, generated, so it's not. It's the dynamically same generated. I'm pretty sure it is. Like it's not the same. I don't layout every time. Really? I think. I don't think I thought. so. At one point that that was no, definitely it's, it's, true. I don't think so. That may not be true. Anymore, yeah, I think it might only be that way if in the it has a survival mode. Uh, it might and only the survival be that, mode is what only used to exist for a long gotcha. time. Gotcha. But I've just been playing the story mode. I have no interest in the survival mode in this game. The um but I I am really digging that game. It is BioShock is it BioShock is shit without uh but having its own unique spin on that kind of formula. For one thing, like there's no guns, there's no shooting things. There's no powers, the, right? There's, um, there's, there's perks that you can unlock. Sure. But that like, like the, like let you do stuff better than you normally would. Right. But you're not plasmiding it. Like where you're like firing firebolts out of your left. No, hand, exactly. Yeah. But you can unlock perks that like make it so any of, so security systems can't see you. Right. That kind of stuff. Um, so there's uh, there's like kind of quote unquote magical powers in a way, um, and then you know you can go like super stealth route and you can go like super physical bruiser route because the combat in this game is pretty much all melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are like explosives that you can throw on the ground, but that's about it. Um, and of course, I've been going you know non lethal and, and all that kind of stuff, which is a lot of fun. It, but the game has um, it has a really interesting way of telling the story. Uh, like not just through your objectives, but it has really good environmental storytelling. 
um, on top of like, you know, that you can pick up notes and stuff in the environment, the quests themselves actually offer really interesting takes on different subcultures within the world. Uh, the little side quests and stuff like that. So uh, I, I find that really interesting. There's a lot of the areas that are that are dense enough that you feel like, oh my God, I'm never going to get through this game. But then I find myself like, you have a limited stamina bar, uh, which you can increase temporarily through eating food and drinking whatever. Uh, and like is and uh, but also through perks. So like the stealth tree is also the one that like gives you like extra stamina boost and stuff like that. And uh, I've, I've increased everything to give me my maximum stealth because I find myself doing a lot of just running from point A to point B. Oh, and this is the world being too big. So this is the world being too big. Uh, there are scripted, handcrafted narrative moments in gameplay areas strung together through a procedural open world. Okay. Well, the procedural op- my procedural open world it's feels too big. Too big. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of space between things. But yeah. when I was playing it, I was sort of interested in exploring that world because there's like lo- there's the little dollops of story sort of sp- exactly. scattered around or like this house, like the people killed themselves, like <laughs> Yeah. They're like they're they're realizing they did horrible things and stuff like that. Yep. Uh. Yeah, there's there is a lot of content in this game. Like when I when I was first downloaded and started playing it, I figured it would be like you know AAA indie, and that I would be playing for maybe eight hours or whatever, and then I would have a good experience. I did not expect it to be almost you know bioshock one level of the amount of things that you can do in this game and the it, amount of places it does sound though like go. the triple a indie vibe comes from the fact that like there's very limited character models and stuff like that so there's like a lot of repeated characters there, there is a lot like of that. repeated character models but the design they, is such that it's not necessarily like beat you over the head with it no and there there's more than you would think uh but definitely when like you're running around you'll see like like there's only one little old lady with a yellow hat model and you see her everywhere because she sticks out so much yeah but a lot of the other characters they're they have like tons of variation on them this one has a hat this one has a mustache this one yeah right so it it doesn't it doesn't feel that bad at all um they're saying the the game game is about 20 hours long what's that they're saying that the game is about 20 hours long the developers I'm sure it's 20 hours long if you're mostly focusing on the critical path. If you're not doing any of the side stuff, it's if you're doing the side stuff, it's definitely longer than that. Jesus. Because uh, uh, I played for probably almost 10 hours on Saturday, and I played for a few more hours here and there, and I'm up to about 14 hours, and I think I'm about two-thirds of the way through the game. Wow. And so it's like I probably could, like, you know finish the rest of it in, in you know 20 hours but like there's a whole bunch of side stuff that i just still haven't even done you know you can like sneak into houses at night and loot everything which is encouraged in this game uh it, and it definitely does slow you down at the beginning because like being out at night because the you know it has this whole suspicious suspicion system where depending on where you are you need to be wearing the right kind of clothes either like a raggedy suit or a really nice suit you need to be on joy or not on joy which is the drug in the game that like makes people uh happy as well as forgetful and is like a central part of the storyline um you know the 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 sort of like political messaging and undercurrent in this game is it it feels at first like they're really beating you over the head with it but uh through the reactions of your character and the other characters that he runs into uh it's a lot more subtle than it first seems as long as you're paying attention um like the beat you over the head parts seem pretty straightforward but like uh 
Um, I'm really looking forward to getting to the end of this game because I feel like there's elements to the story and a mystery to unravel that's really compelling. That's actually and told really uh, well. Kind of nice to hear because I feel like that's what everyone thought when they very first saw the very initial like launch trailer or like the announcement. Yeah. And then when everyone was like, it's a survival game, everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they were like, actually, we're putting in the single player. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it seems like making good on that initial sort of vibe and what people thought they wanted from it. Right. What you're describing sounds a lot more like that. Yeah. And then, and I think they I think they did make make good on it. Um, but that suspicion system really slows you down in the beginning of the game because you basically can't walk around at night, especially in the in inside the village slash town areas where the bobbies are. Yeah, because uh, of curfew. See, yeah, because of curfew. Uh, so one of the perks that I unlocked really early on was the ability to just run around at night. Bobbies don't care that you're running around at night. It doesn't really give you an explanation for it. It's just a perk you can unlock through skill points. And I was like, I'm totally getting that because like having to like... Uh, well, one is the first one that I unlocked was the ability to run, jump, and climb near people without them getting suspicious. Because, <laughs> like, having to walk through the through like these huge, like you know, and imagine like five or six square blocks or whatever, and you yeah. have to walk that far in a video game. It's yeah, yeah. fucking it's tedious, tedious. Yeah. yeah, and so tedious that I'm I'm not sure I it may actually be a mistake in the game design. Yeah. Uh, and well, it, it sounds like they they added these perks just to get around it, but it's almost like yeah, but, just but, giving people that right. But it's like this: the skill points you only get skill points by completing quests and completing the storyline. Uh, so you can get them through side quests and through completing the main storyline quests. But if they they're really hard to come by early on in the game because it takes you a while to get to the next stage to complete these quests to complete the next stage of the storyline. So you could end up spending all of your hard to come by skill points in say the melee skill tree and be like, oh shit, I didn't realize that I really needed this perk in order to just get around this world effectively. Yeah, so now you're gonna be slow brawler, man. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds tough. And it has fast travel points and stuff like that that you can unlock. And, you know, there's little game elements to those, too. You have to find them depending on the one that you're in and and unlocking. You might have to take out some enemies. You might have to, like, do a couple other little puzzle things in order to unlock it. And then you have a fast travel point that's also your crafting station where you can sleep, your home base, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you have a shared inventory in uh, in all of your hideouts. Um, so it has a lot of really smart game design choices, but the the way that it sort of it feels like it almost artificially slows you down with the suspicion system in a way that's that's kind of not fun. Yeah. But then once I unlocked those perks and I could run around and do whatever I wanted, I started having way more fun with the game. Yeah, it's almost like the system's in there to slow you down, but everything that basically all they're doing now is they're putting the the optimal play burden on you is to get rid of that. Right. So you're going to just do the things to get rid of it. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. And and, it, and it, that felt that felt cumbersome and that felt tedious. And if the world were smaller and it didn't take me a literally 10 minutes to walk from one end of the town to the other end of the town so I don't piss anybody off while running um, in order to get the quest, because if everybody's chasing you, you can't start a quest while everybody's chasing you. You have to hide and wait for them to to like stop searching for you which happens pretty quick they give up pretty quick if like you hide in a trash can or one of the funny things about this being, is like in real life really yeah exactly one of the funny things that they do in this game is there's benches and if like you go around a corner and just sit on a bench arthur is apparently like so nondescript that if he's sitting on a bench people just don't see him i get that a lot <laughs> as long as they weren't chasing you yeah it's pretty great so All that's bald that's guys nice. look the same <laughs> damn right 
the the, the game has a pretty as a in, in, in it has its own sense of humor in that way it, even though it's still a pretty dark game overall it sounds like they wanted to make something big like something feels like big and substantive and maybe they aired a little too much on the side of that i think that yeah i think they i think they actually made it a little bit too big and you know who knows maybe i just got if if it's as random as you as that article says maybe i just got unlucky with my with my dice rolls maybe i could have got a smaller more compact world apparently there's side stuff that may or may not pop up in the game like interesting quests and stuff that they built like that don't always appear Yeah, I'm not sure I would I'm not sure I would actually go back and replay it to try to find that stuff unless I just cheated myself those perks <laughs> that let me run oh, around yeah, the world. Especially game as long as it sounds like yeah. yeah, it's tough. Still, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I do definitely recommend this game, especially if you want some of that Bioshock vibe, but want like a really interesting take on it. On was, PC. On PC. I was a little disappointed that I bought a Games Pass for Xbox Games Pass and then I was like, Oh, they are owned by Microsoft. Of course it'll be there and it wasn't. Mm. they didn't publish it right yeah i know they're owned by microsoft now but yes it was a gearbox published thing so that made more sense to me once i found that out but my mind i was like they're microsoft first party thing it'll be there and then it wasn't like (laughs) you know see if these is there state of decay 2 is there forza horizon 4 is going to be there in a couple of these man i think that game has a lot of cool things I don't know one fucking person that still plays that game. That, talk about a game <laughs> they have that DLC coming out. a lot of people bought and just fell completely the fuck off of. That is like an empty ass game. I am so glad that I just did my two weeks of free games pass to play that I game and didn't be, actually buy it. It'll get some players coming back to play like the DLC as the DLC hits. And that'll be like the sort of prime time to check it out if you want to do that. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I want that game to be awesome. Like, yeah, me that too. That game was one of my most exciting things that was coming out. And then I was like, I also subscribe to Game Pass yeah. because it's like there's like a deal for two bucks for a month. Yeah, so I thought mm. I'd check it out because like Onrush is on there, mm. and I want to play that game. Well, I hope it pulls off a Rainbow Six, and it comes around in about a year, and everybody's like, "See if these is awesome now." That's well, yeah. That would I be mean, good. it's. I think there's like probably a core audience that's playing it. There is. There's like, always. There's all. It's always in the. I don't know what. The problem is now they're they're Twitch the ones streams, playing it. So like when you run into them, they're fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, they true. are pirates now. Yeah. Just yes. pirates. I, I played when I played recently when that patch came out, and I played. We attacked the first, but we saw it, and we're and we because we thought it was an AI, but we're like these guys AI are really good, and then we realized those are players. We are getting fucking rocked like like waves are bobbing in their we picked on the wrong phone what happened i said turn away just run we are we are done we are moving on like this was a mistake (laughs) yes that is one great addition to that game is they do have a megaphone so you can yell to their boat and they can hear you from far away that's hilarious i'm really sorry that we did that (laughs) it is a good addition oh my god yeah and they added a drum so you and they had drum. Dr- oh, good. Finally, yeah. some drums. Yeah, God. Matt always complained that when you played music together, there wasn't a drum. So yep. they, they heard Matt in particular and awesome. added a drum. Yep. I will take full credit for this. Yeah. Um, well. well. I, I mean, that's it for me. Yeah. I just was looking at my Steam and realizing that my Siege play is now within 100 hours of overtaking my Battlegrounds play. So wow. I'm not surprised it's taken that long. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of hours too. of Battlegrounds. I still played Battlegrounds like like six hours in the last week, mm. surprisingly. I, I keep checking it out because they keep adding in things. I, yeah. I know that you said that you're not interested initially, but I think that you are contractually required as the resident play the I game guess. to be a bad person 
host on this podcast that you need to download and try scum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like rust only so far as, uh, as I can. Someone literally people. sent me a story of you eating someone last weekend. No, yeah, shut the fuck up. It wasn't that we, we didn't just eat him. You we made the, you had we went to con- his door. We not, we threw a hatchet into it to signal that we wanted his blood and left the hatchet. When well, we all sat there beating it until he responded and we told him, you meet me outside, strip down naked. I'll strip down naked, and we'll face each other rock to rock in a universal. He didn't understand rock to rock, but then everyone kept chanting rock to rock. Yep. Rock to rock. <laughs> and then we came out, we fought in single combat. I downed him, and everyone surrounded him saying rock to rock. And the last thing you see, because that game has jaws that move when you talk, <laughs> is him going, I'm scared. And then we fucking eat him. <laughs> we descend on him like zombies. <laughs> But the fucking cannibal holocaust. When he came out, he's like, if I beat you guys, you'll leave me alone. And we said yes. And he says, and if you beat me, I said, we'll eat you. And then he says, and then you'll leave me alone. And Henry yep. goes, we cannot lie. We will bust on your doors. <laughs> Long story short, though, we ended you up. You ate him. No, we, yeah, yeah. But then everyone, we had to find a new server anyways. That one said that it didn't tolerate racism or bigotry. And then we found a building that was full of bigotry, and we took it to the admins, and they were like, hey, you guys should raid them. I'm like, that's not the way this is supposed to work. You're supposed to go there like a god and destroy them from above. Yeah, seriously. That was the best thing. Lightning is God's mod tool. I mean, literally, as the mod, and I remember when we used to play way back in the day, there was people that were being uh, dicks on the server, and at one point, our our mod just went and basically fired what looked like lightning out of his hands and destroyed their base in front of them, in front of us, and it was awesome to see. So that's if you're a mod, how can you not take a justifiable opportunity to abuse your powers? I mean, I will say it's not abuse. It was interesting yesterday the server wiped, Mm -hmm. and they do. And when right before it wiped, a few hours before the server mod started giving everyone C4 and rockets. So Henry was playing, and he said it just sounded like the end of the world. (laughs) Just bombs were going off everywhere. People were shooting everything. Just. Well, because that game has a super solid engine now, and a big part of that is, like, the sound design is really good. Like, you can hear explosions and gunshots from super far away. They sound totally different than when you get slightly closer to when you get really close. It kind of has that PUBG level of sound design to it Yeah, and I'll say this. I was experiencing, like, sub-30 frames with that game consistently, and I couldn't figure out why. Uh, no matter what I did in my settings and then I updated my drivers and it all worked beautiful <laughs> I have not had that where like it's like a driver update actually makes like such a huge performance you can't even play <laughs> Battlefield 5 without the most recent video well, drivers well I got the most recent up- video drivers it turns out I didn't update my drivers since January Jesus Christ oh shit is that I, why, I, I just like <laughs> if it's all functioning why am I updating my drivers I mean like I just whenever my little Nvidia icon says drivers available I always just do it yeah because it's painless these days you don't even have to restart your computer yeah I probably have a phone update waiting. Like, I'm just bad about that. I am a national security risk. Not that I handle sensitive emails or anything like that. That we know of. But if I did, I would for sure do it on my private email server. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I don't have anything else. Okay. We're not going to do your letters, but you can send them to letters at eat-sleep-game.com. I'll read them and laugh at them by myself and not say anything to you about it. Also, if you are going we'll through our week. past episodes and some kind of attempt to fill out like a gotcha form on like ways that we are not living up to whatever standards you think we're supposed to meet, you can keep that shit to yourself. 
I feel and I don't need you to email me about it myself in the mirror. I don't need you helping out. Somebody did. I don't uh, really need to litigate something that happened seven years ago that I barely (laughs) remember on the podcast. (laughs) So you can take that and shove it up your ass. Somebody did tweet that like we forgot to talk about cyberpunk last week. Yeah. Well, we, we, we were going to, but then I think we just like blew by it. Because Anthony really didn't watch the fucking video. Oh, okay. That's why we didn't talk about it. Gotcha. So why don't you watch the Cyberpunk demo, Anthony, and then we can talk about it. That'd be cool. Cause it's I, a little I, late now. I want, well, I do want to talk about it, though. Not today. We can talk about it next week. I'll watch it. Yeah. And we can talk about that. Hopefully some Spider-Man next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I played it already. <laughs> I played the whole thing. Yep. Um, me and Matt got to kill Mr. Negative. Or whatever Spider-Man does. Spider-Man doesn't really intentionally kill people. He doesn't kill people. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to leave (laughs) the city of New York with the largest health care bill that's ever been saddled with is my ultimate goal, right? You know, you have people with signs saying J. Jonah Jameson was right. I did think it was interesting in one of the later now non-canonical Jedi books that Mm -hmm. the New Republic was literally getting pissed at them because they were like, do you know what Jedi do? They're like, Jedi go into a scene. They show up before cops show up. Wham, wham, wham severed limbs and they flood out without giving a statement to the police saying that we just did it because it was the right thing and you leave us with the fucking huge medical bill and all these government things we can't get you to testify in court you say it was because of the force we just have to believe that and i was like oh man this is like real but like exactly how it would be really good like like yeah that is what it would be like they just come in sever some limbs because they they perceived that there was going to be violent like malicious intent that was going to oh, kill man. someone yeah and you just have to take their word for it dude if i was in that if i was in that universe i would be totally anti-jedi and anti-empire <laughs> yeah yeah just a weird weird thing uh, anyways uh letters of just just game i'm a chuff money on twitter and on twitch uh matt is uh talking orange and he's at matt chandrenay on twitch yep just check it out we stream together when we find games that we can play together, maybe we'll play some Destiny. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I haven't been I haven't been streaming a lot the because I was on vacation. I've just been working too hard. But yeah, if you're gonna check out some Destiny, let me know. <sighs> that is a all day Saturday sort of thing. It sounds like <laughs> it uh, kind of is. Arthur's on Twitter at aegies, and he's also uh, that on Twitch, on Instagram, he is at Pragmagic. It's true, and. You can go to patreon.com slash A-E-G-I-E-S if you want to see the stuff that Arthur's doing. Yeah. I've written some stuff there. What's the latest thing? I wrote about how I quickly find new music. Oh, or right. how I quickly go through music to determine if I like it or not. That's actually useful. Yeah. Because one thing I'll tell you if you're younger is that after you get over 30, for me, I've personally found that I always heard that people started like listening more to the music that they grew up with and they stopped listening to new things. Mm-hmm. That is kind of true for me. So it, yeah, it's happening to me too. Like I, I find it really hard to find new music unless like something new comes through like my free Pandora radio station. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And then I look it up. That's like the only way I discover music these days. Cause honestly, the idea of like wading through the amount of music that's out there is really unappealing to me. Yeah. Yeah, and whereas I actually make it a point, like, exactly. almost every week to, Arthur like, sends me a thing where he's like, hey, do you know there's new Thrice? I'm like, oh, hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, one of the albums that came out recently that I liked, I'm looking for it right now, is uh, by a group called The New Respects. Hmm. It's kind of like a, like, Jackson 5, Prince, Janelle Monet kind of hybrid. Nice. kind of like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. That, that sounds awesome. You should check it out. Uh, the album is called Before the Sun Goes Down. 
See? There you go. Arthur, keeping us feeling old. That's why you should Whenever I hear about a band that I've never heard of, I'm just like, like, I forget what it was the other day. People were like, oh, have you never heard of this guy? He's fucking huge. And I was like, there's a new Alkaline Trio album out too. See, it's really now good. we're back in my comfort zone of things. <laughs> I, one thing I was realizing, I was thinking about like as I was walking uh, from Bart back to my apartment today, uh, was that like at this point, like a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to, like people, most of the people from those bands are the most important people. Of those bands are dead. I mean, even when we were sitting in your room here before we started recording, and on HBO there was a thing, an advertisement for an upcoming Flight of the Concords live thing. I was like. That dude's got like neck wrinkles now, like old man <laughs> neck wrinkles. Yeah, he's got old man, and he's got he's all gray. <laughs> I saw Flight of the Concords. I felt like not that long ago, and they were young. But then I thought to myself, I was like, they've been going for like twelve. But then I thought to myself, years? and I was like, that was in college. <laughs> I'm old. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like that moment where I was like, oh man. Yeah. You know, it's just like when I've been watching Next Generation a lot, Star Trek, and then I saw a picture there of what Jonathan Frakes looks like right now, and I was like, huh. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> the only one who was barely aged is uh, Patrick Jordy? Stewart. Uh, well, Patrick Stewart, but also Jordy. That dude just looks amazing. <laughs> him and, both, both him and the guy that played Worf just look amazing. Michael yeah. Dorn. My mom's always thought Michael Dorn's like the most attractive man. I remember feeling a little strange. Which my mom never talked about attractiveness that often, but she's mm-hmm. like, something came up. My girl said, "Oh, so, so, so good looking." And I was like, <laughs> Damn, mom! All right, Jesus, mom. <laughs> All right. My mom, my mom would always say that growing up. Every time there was a commercial on TV for a Denzel Washington movie, <laughs> it was like she. My mom to this day thinks Denzel Washington is the most handsome. He's still man a pretty good looking lived. dude. Oh yeah, he is a super good looking dude. My wife feels it was that just, way. It was just the same His thing. His son like, looks yeah. exactly like my him. wife feels oh, that really? way about Steph Curry. She sees him, she goes, mm, my uh, boyfriend. <laughs> the lead, the lead actor in Black Klansman is Denzel Washington's son. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I and if you look, oh, wow. if you look, Denzel's it'll be like oh. Fuck, he's just a clone. <laughs> That's he's great. Just, even his fucking speech patterns. Uh, it is a little weird sometimes when you see that and you're like, why are you so similar? And then you're like, you genetic. Sure, you sure have your genes. <laughs> um, yeah, but as far as like music and Patreon stuff, I think the next thing I put up will be like how to game Spotify into changing your recommendations. Ah, nice. And how I find stuff on Spotify. Useful. That would be useful. Uh, my old man advice for you is uh, the thing I've learned painfully recently is that I can no longer sit on my leg <laughs> and then stand up. I do it at work and then I feel like an asshole when I have to limp to the kitchen. <laughs> so. I thought the thing that makes you feel the oldest is when you're sitting on the toilet too long and you have to wait for your legs to wake up. I've um, totally done that. For me, it's <laughs> been on my phone for too long and I stood up and I was like, why are my legs fucking oh, asleep? No, I can't why am I so fucking old? I'm in the bathroom forever, man. Nah, it's, just, it's just sitting with my leg sitting at a 90 from my other leg and I do it at work for a while and then I go to get up and I'm like, the fuck, it hurts so bad. <laughs> okay, like, so what? What's worse, that or sitting on your balls? I mean, <laughs> I you had know, to pick man. one. There's things are mashed potatoes at this point. They feel nothing. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. What are you doing to your balls. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We appreciate it. Love you. You're searching for a network You are 
Me like too. the are they are beets vegetables or a fruit? Uh, it's a vegetable because they can have a bunch of sugar. Oh yeah, they're very sugary, but they're a vegetable. Beets are delicious. Yeah, um, I used to hate them, but now I've come around. Why did you like? How old were you when you hated beets? An adult, but it's because I always had them raw. I'm not a big fan of raw beets. Pickled beets, excellent. Beets when they've yeah when they've been like tossed with can like you even eat raw beets. Yeah, you can totally. They slice them thin into salad sometimes, or you just get the little like almost like julian strips that they'll huh. put in salad, almost like the way carrots are. You know when they're yeah, shredded. Yeah, I guess those I aren't good. I've had that. They're very earthy, too earthy to me. But when you like mm. Arthur said, yeah, when you like either pickle them or like even like my friend makes a thing where he grates them and juliennes them and then juliennes them with carrot and then adds mint and rice and what is it not rice wine vinegar it's the uh Red brown vinegar. vinegar the brown vinegar i forget what apple cider apple cider vinegar mint and those two things mixed together it's fucking awesome that sounds that shit's, really delicious that shit's good and I then used, and then roasted they're awesome. just straight up pickling is is really good yeah i used to eat so many pickled beets with I, when i was a kid i loved them so much That's, my mom would just let me eat them all the time did, did was it a family thing to pickle beets uh no my mom just always had them around and they were, oh. and i loved them so much she would just let me eat them because they were vegetables and stuff like that but <laughs> i would uh i would end up peeing red oh every time <laughs> i eat beets i pee red i'm always the first time I'm like oh, oh never mind <laughs> it's okay. just the beets yep it's i'm just not the beets. i'm not bleeding exactly it sounds like just one of those weird parent things where there's like one weird food that they like to eat yeah like my mom likes sauerkraut a lot hmm which made me hate sauerkraut forever. <laughs> I can't like what my parents like. Sauerkraut's Ugh. one of those things I just feel like children are incapable of liking. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it smells true. super strong and it's right. like sour. And I've like tried to desire to become an adult, just like my dad ate kimchi, and I was like, that's the worst thing ever. And now I'm like, oh, kimchi's yeah. all right. You have to. Uh, I actually you know, like sauerkraut now. I'll definitely eat it, but. Yeah, me too. And according to some of my friends, it's all just about like what you're used to growing up. You know, like if you if you're introduce your kids to like, Sour stuff super early on, I guess. You know, my mom ate olives. Like, Here's what that you're gonna never, eat. I never came around on that one. I olives. hated olives until I was. An yeah, adult. I still think olives, olives are gross. Love olives. I hate. I think olives I have that. I feel like I must have that recessive thing that there's like a couple of foods like olives and. Uh, sure, blame your genes and <laughs> when I taste taste. olives, people tell me what they taste like to them, and to me, they just taste like bitter ass. <laughs> I mean, they are, they're a little bitter and they're super salty. Yeah, they don't, they just don't ever taste good to me. And so I'm like, is olive oil a problem? If it's like super strong. Yeah. <laughs> so I just tend to, <laughs> thankfully most cheap olive oil I buy is, you know, not the flavor strong. is not that problem. It's probably sunflower oil <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's like a, that, and I know some people have a really strong aversion to cilantro. Thankfully I don't have that. No, I'm good with cilantro. I can't, yeah. I can't hang with black licorice though. I love black licorice. I'm like yeah. the only person I know that loves black licorice. No. My mom and I licorice. are the only two people that love that shit. My mom likes it, uh, but I just, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. It's it's like an old people thing, which is probably why I like it, because I like old people My stuff. My mom used to love her favorite candy to eat still probably was like the juju fruits or whatever. Jujubees? Jujubees or whatever. They're mm-hmm. like the semi-hard Yeah, I don't really candies. like those. I don't know. That's just like, I, t- I would taste them and be like, God, maybe at a time before we discovered high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> these were actually considered delicious. But now I taste it and I'm like, it is flavorless. I just, I love black licorice. Oh. Stuff is so good. Slightly it's salted, really, super strong not, black licorice. Oh, oh God. Yum, 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 it's yum, pretty yum. gross. Yeah. It's the fucking best ever. It's super yeah. gross. And if you like Twizzlers, those delete things, your life. Now, those are awful. Twizzlers, <laughs> Twizzlers and are red vines. Fine. Red, red vines, vines are, are great. great. 
I, Twizzlers are garbage, and yeah. it's just a weird thing with. Uh, I mean, East I will Coast, eat them. East Coast people like Twizzlers. I've never understood that. So it really is a coastal thing. Anyways, yeah. well, Australians like Vegemite too, so there you go. I I would try that at least. I've also never had mm, marshmallow fluff, which is like a Midwest oh, really? thing. Yeah, I've never had. That was like a super treat when we were a kid. Is my dad would make peanut butter and marshmallow yeah, cream fluff sandwiches. Yeah, so good. I mean, peanut butter and marshmallow <laughs> is just like a step away from fudge, isn't it? It basically is just, yeah. It's, it's a sweet. It's a dessert it sandwich awesome, for sure. Though. Yeah, peanut butter marshmallow cream is amazing. Um, going back to what I was saying before we had the great USB hunt was that uh, closing that Blockbuster early, like, that just reminds me that, like, the number one pleasure that any retail employee can possibly get other than telling a customer they have to leave is closing mm-hmm. or closing early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah telling customers they have to leave because you're closing right also one of the i like <laughs> I, I was any retail job i worked at when the time to close hit i had already prepped to be closed for like an hour oh yeah that. like <laughs> practicing the you need to leave no, and not only that but i was like everything was cleaned that had to be cleaned uh, like mm-hmm. to get by you know i'd, I'd done my and due diligence it's just like you have to figure out the optimal way for to say you need to get the fuck out without saying you need to get fun. like we're closing in 15 minutes is you need to leave <laughs> now there was definitely a uh proto hipster record store when i used to live in orange county back when i was just barely into college and uh they would do that at closing time they go like all right we're closing everybody get the fuck out yeah that we couldn't like- do that because we had corporate alerts, but we could say, we're closing, so please bring your purchases up to yep. the counter now or else you won't be able to make them. That was like our way of basically being yep. like, fuck And off. then I got fired for doing that with the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> no, that's not why you got fired. <laughs> fuck off. That's why I got fired. Yeah. Um, and I got, offered a, I got offered a full-time job the same day for my other job. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And she's like, and I was like, I just got fired from my other job. And she was like, fuck. <laughs> but don't worry, there's like, no like way that Information I can, you shouldn't have volunteered. I couldn't possibly do the same thing with this job. That I volunteered it after we had signed the paperwork. I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> I told him, fuck off. Did you actually tell her why? <laughs> yeah, I told her. She had that moment. She like gritted her teeth a little because she was so like. I was young, you know, really, I wasn't even fully brain developed at that point. And yep. I, got some, now. I got some sort of, you know, pleasure out of seeing her have that adult moment because she was so straight laced of being like, uh. you liked to <laughs> horrify people even more then than you do now. Yeah. Or to like embarrass people. This is, uh, yeah. this is why he plays video games the way that he does. Yeah. It's a way to divert your overall anxiety with existence onto someone else for a second. <laughs> yeah. I approve. I, I have I have too much of a need to be liked to actually pull that off. Oh, me too. Anthony needs to be liked, but he wants to like get someone to like him and then embarrass them. <laughs> I wanted her possible. to like me despite that. Maybe that's my way to make sure that she really liked me. You want to make sure the love is real. <laughs> yeah. If I expose this to you, will you still love me? Right, right after you get a job, that's probably not the best opportunity that you have to like make that particular. Yeah, I knew she needed me test. more than that though. Did Justin cry when he fired you? <laughs> He's very sad about it just because he f- just felt so forced into it. And I think he thought I was going to take it personally from him or something. And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I understand the bullshit. And it wasn't like I was like, I did nothing wrong. I was like, well, well yeah, I kind of had it coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've re- I mean, you did. 
Oh, I did. That's one of the few firings I've I've seen with a friend where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That checks like, out. Andy yeah. paid me out of the till, so for me that was like <laughs> early payday. I, I had Sweet. never gotten just paid like cash. I walked yeah. out with like four hundred bucks, which in college to have four hundred bucks <laughs> in my pocket all of a sudden I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> Too bad so you didn't rich. drink back then. Yeah, well, it's, it's like when the Great British Baking he, Show, when like sh- the person gets let go on the week, and they're like, "Yeah, I knew it was going to be me." You yeah. didn't. You didn't drink, but you did eat it. shitty food that you were more than willing to spend a bunch of money on. Mm, yeah, bunches. You go straight to bunch, Woodstock. A bunch is relative. When I was in college and I was going to spend a bunch of money, it would be at eating at a chain restaurant like Macaroni Grill and being like, "I'm going to spend twenty eight dollars at dinner. Words, I'm going to be crazy." Was, <laughs> that was the, a lot of money only, back then. One of the only places like that in Davis was Cafe Italia. Yeah, but yes, but it's true. But now I'm in the Bay Area where it's like. It's hard not to. If I do go out to eat, I want a hamburger. Well, that'll be 28 bucks before I get a drink. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, milkshake, 45. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's a decent sound check, I guess. All right. 